At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hmm? Ah! Huh. Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Bake. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to Dexter New Blood. Uh, this week we are covering the 10th and final episode titled Sins of the Father. The finale, the end. <laughs> the end, the ultimate oh, end. Man. The ultimate end. Yes. Um, yeah, we, we both were, were kind of half joking right before we started recording that okay we really have to do this right this is this is hard for me when um you know i i think this is maybe one of the first times that i've had to podcast on a show where i've been so emotionally invested in a character or a series you know like mm-hmm. breaking bad uh that whole story and and how that show ended uh was emotionally gut-wrenching for me i mean that that ending um was it, it really hit me hard but i didn't have a podcast on it uh with um game of thrones uh and that ending and, and just the ending of the show um characters that died uh that hit me but i didn't have a podcast on it um right. I, I did podcast on maybe i did podcast on that one but that was tough um but this this is been a long time and we've lived with Dexter for a very very long time uh it's a beloved character uh for me and I know for a lot of people mm-hmm. and this has to be one of the most painful and emotional satisfying endings for my beloved show and I um Pake and I were having to we were kind of chatting before we recorded and uh I had to dry had to dry the tears because I just finished my <laughs> rewatch and i could have easily yeah. just taken a week and because i feel like i'm not ready to talk about this yet i feel like i'm, I'm still processing those final like the five stages of grief and i'm right. not i'm not ready to talk about it but we need to talk about it how are right, you feeling exactly man yeah um coping in my own way um yeah. <laughs> yes you are <laughs> um but no it's like i'm excited to talk about it and i want to talk about mm-hmm. it it's just that like there's just so much and I know I, I can't probably like I'm, I'm doing pretty good right now, but like, I don't know emotionally how well am I going to hold up mm-hmm. over the next like two and a half hours? Cause I know this is going to be a long, it's going to be a long um, one guys buckle in. Got so many notes, so many thoughts, but then I know we have so much feedback and stuff too, which is awesome Yeah, because it is, it's not just like an episode of a show and it's not just a season finale of a show. It's a series finale of a really like re, you know, revisiting of something, but it's, I mean, it is. This feels very final for something that's been, you know, almost twenty years of my life. <laughs> it's been, you know, yeah. there. You know, you know, at least because depending on or you know, counting the entire original series, and then we had ten years between. Mm-hmm. But even over those ten years between, I'm still. This is one of those shows that I still think about a lot, and have always wondered if they would revisit it. And so now that it has happened. 
it all kind of feels like this time has all come together, even though it's been 10 years between watching episodes, those that the show's always lived in my brain. And so it, now it feels like, yeah, this is it. It is over for real. And it's an ending that, I mean, I'll go ahead and say it's an ending that I like. Yes. It is a satisfying ending. Yes. I, I think this is, I, I've been online and I've seen a lot of people who are upset or think it was another screwed up ending or, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen the, oh, wouldn't be Dexter if they didn't screw up the ending. You know, it's, oh, like, I know. I know. And I have to just try to like, it's like, okay, people are, you know, they can have their own wrong opinions if they want. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just, you know, kidding aside, I don't, we've talked about this the whole season leading up to this is I don't think there's any other better way it could end than, than that. It kind of has to go this way. It's definitely a part of my notes as to why I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was preparing myself that this is how it was going to go. I didn't know how we were going to get there. And I, I, th- I think that most people who and I could be completely wrong. This is just my opinion. I think a lot of people I'll say anyway that disagree or have more trouble with how we got there, not the ending itself, I wonder. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, and we're going to talk about it. We will. There's, like I said, yeah. so much to unpack. And I don't want to go into our, our, our notes just yet. But, um, but yeah, a, a, a f- for real polarizing episode... Uh, for sure. And there are a lot of opinions uh, online and we're just, we're going to share ours and I'm sure there could be people listening to us that will wholeheartedly disagree, say, you know, you were completely wrong and here's why. And I I won't argue to, um, you know, say that, you know, um, I feel like people are entitled to their opinions. So if that's how you feel, then it's okay. Um, you know, this is how we feel. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I, I'll just say I'll disagree with folks that say that this isn't what should have happened. So, but we're going to talk about all of it. We're going to talk about all of it. And it's, I know it's going to be hard. Uh, like I said, I could definitely use more time to kind of process, um, my feelings because I'm still pretty raw. I logged on to Zoom and I was in tears and Pig's like, are you okay? <laughs> nope, nope, I am not okay. No, not at all. <laughs> I am not, thanks. I just just watched watched the show again and went through it all over again. Um, I've been kind of in denial since uh, we you know watched the show. I stayed up really late on Saturday uh, and watched it and I've kind of just been like, oh, how can I you know just go live in denial for a little while? That's kind of what I've been doing last couple of days so yeah it was the same that saturday night when it appeared <coughs> online and it was i was like i need to go to bed i've got to be up mm-hmm. but but it's there and i can't because i literally was thought i was like i'll watch it when i get home from work tomorrow you know which would have been sunday <coughs> and i was like no because if i try to go to bed right now i'm gonna lay there being like but how does it end how does it end i got i gotta know like i was like yeah i'm gonna go ahead and just do it because I'm going to be racking my brain all night and then the whole day at work Sunday, I'm just going to be like, I have to know, I have to know, I have to know, I can't wait to get home and watch it. So like, get it out of the way, watch it, let, you know, know what's going on. Right. Because the spoilers were out there. Yeah, that too. And of course, yeah, it ends and I was like, all right, now I got to go to sleep after that. Thanks. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I did not sleep, but I thought either way, I'm not going to sleep. Knowing that the finale was out there, I was not going to sleep. 
and 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 not watching it. So it's like either you watch it and deal with it, uh, and and you you know you're going to be awake or you're going to be lying here thinking about it while you're trying to sleep, and you're not going to sleep anyway. So yeah, I was up way too late as well. I I relate. <laughs> I'm there with you. Uh, well, I guess um, we've we've got to stop beating around the bush here. I guess we should get to it and, uh, you know, I guess deal yeah. with it. Maybe this will help us process. Maybe talking it out will help us process a little bit more. This Maybe this is what I need and stop being in denial about what happened um, right. and just get to it. So um, I, I, I do want to talk about I, I am despite what happens, you know, here in the show and how it ends. Um, I think there's a lot of great things to talk about and I am excited to talk about it because I still in the end love Dexter in this show. Um, so Paik, uh, for the final time, I believe anyway, to be the final time. Right. (laughs) I feel we still don't know. We'll probably talk about that too, but at least for what we know for the final time, will you please give us your number five on Dexter new blood? All right. Um, I'm going to start this. I had to try to decide, like, do I, do I go in heavy and hard-hitting and just hit the biggest stuff, or do I start light? And I'm like, you know what? Okay, this time, I'm going to start a little lighter. Okay. A small, small little piece that I think was cool, and that is our final little cameo return of Angel Batista. Angel Batista. That was a nice little surprise, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's good to see him, uh, and it starts with, you know, Angela realizing and we'll talk about all that stuff in a further point mm-hmm. um, but you know, that all of this great evidence and case and stuff that she's built up that she feels so good about you know logan has a point and dexter has a point that ah, none of this is gonna stick probably not as much as she wants to because he's got great plausible evidence so she has this epiphany that she's got to find a way you know even if the map caldwell stuff isn't gonna stick that this Bay Harbor butcher connection and all these things have to stick. Mm-hmm. So she realizes she still has the connection to Angel Batista. Um, calls him up just to see, I think it was on a whim, just what do you have? What are your thoughts? And she's <laughs> happy to learn that Batista still does suspect Dexter had something to do with it or was involved or was the Bay Harbor butcher. Yeah. And he suspects Dexter being dead, but you know, maybe he knows or has stuff that can lead to something. So she goes and talks to him on the phone. Uh, so Angel is telling her about LaGuerta and her suspicions of Dexter and what she had been putting together. And then I like that little moment where she reveals to him, like, well, check your email. Like, you yeah. know, because it's like, yeah, he, she, she thought it was Dexter Morgan, but he's dead. It's like, oh, yeah, about that. Um, here's our beautiful Christmas card together. What mm-hmm. do you think? Um, so now that, Batista has seen that. You see that just changing him. Where he's like, "Oh shit!" And because you know, she goes, "You know, I want to talk to to Maria about that." He's like, "Oh, what what happened to your captain who was really on the heels of him? I, I'd like to talk to her." It's like, "Well, she was murdered." And is that moment? Hmm. Did you ever catch the killer? And you see that with Angel is like, "No, but I think you might just have." There was, yes, and right then he was like all in, like here we go. And I, I think the fact that he still had all of Maria's like files and work he on did. this case with Dexter, uh, it's w- a little wild, super helpful to him and Angela, but also it's kind of romantic. It's like, you know, he's holding on to these things that she believed in against what was widely accepted. Yeah. That this was kind of keep something that believed in important. her. Yep. 
and that he's held on to it all of these years is really something special. But it really helps their case here because he's like, I will be there. Don't do I have something for you? And he yeah, so did. he's ready to head on up there and get Dexter once and for all. Too bad we never get to see any of that because things conclude uh, before he can arrive. Yep. But at least to in- to include him a little bit and have him give Angela that final push to really being able to lock down Dexter and then that causes her to put him in a position where he ends up uh, doing some other stuff that kind of seals his fate and puts that nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. And so Batista, not only like a little cameo, but really even just his name given to Dexter is a huge part of his downfall. Yes, absolutely. Without that, I think this would have went a lot differently. Uh, Like you said, the, what Angela had, it, it, it it was damning for sure, but I think they could have blown enough holes in that uh, Dexter and a lawyer, you know, whatever lawyer he had could, could blow right, right through that. And could yep. make it stick. Th- this is what would have, I think, made it stick. Yeah. I don't know I think everything. Dexter realizes that, too. Oh, he... There was... <laughs> if you pay close attention it, when uh, she's interrogating him in, in her office for the second time, mm-hmm. um, after she had talked to um, Angel, and, you know, she's having that little dance with Dexter, and she's like... Well, let me show you this. And she starts, you know, uh, going through, um, you know, Miles and Jasper, what Miles had told her, Jasper's death, uh, and then says, well, what do you think about this? And then pulls out like what she has on the Bay Harbor Butcher and says, yeah. you know, and he's like, you know, he just shrugs off. He's like, hey, that was dokes, you know, not me. Uh, and she's like, you know, well, I've been in in contact with Angel Batista. He's on his way up up here. And if you just look at Dexter's face, it was like it was very subtle because he still had like a like this blank kind of look on his face, just like his Dexter emotionless face. Right. We've seen it hundreds and thousands of times. Um, But there was like this slight for to me anyway, the slight subtle shift that there was like this darkness that went right over his face like fuck. Yeah, that 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 spooked him. And that is what set what happens next, which I know we'll talk about into motion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And there's I also caught in that not just his little change in face, but even the cinematography. Yes. The way that the camera like the way they shoot everything. And it's when she says and it's how I know that you, Dexter Morgan, are the Bay Harbor butcher. The camera shot slowly is closing in on Dexter with the outside around him slowly getting more and more blurry. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I caught it more the second watch where I was really paying attention to how they were filming it and shooting it. And it was ugh, such great filming because it was, it was a metaphor. Yeah. The, his world is closing in on him and he's getting trapped 100%. and that outside is getting less and less tangible. He's trapped. Yep. Trapped. He's about to be caught in this little bubble, bubble closing in on him, and he, that outside is getting less and less <laughs> his reality. He's not going to be able to get outside of this. I thought that was really cool, the way that they did that. Yeah, 
Absolutely. That, that's a really good observation. And I agree. Uh, and I think that was intentional um, mm-hmm. due to that situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great to see uh, Angel Batista again. And, and I, I do think that was one thing that um, one of the things I'll say that I did have a problem uh, about how they decided to wrap this up is I, I wanted there to be a confrontation between Angel Batista and Dexter short or throughout the entire episode. I, I, I wasn't sure really what I wanted, but to see them on the screen together again and some kind of confrontation between the two uh, would have been really great. And we did not yeah. get that, unfortunately. Um, but it would have been great had he mm-hmm. been there before Dexter died. Yeah. So that's a great way to start it. Great way to start it. Well, uh, that kind of ties in with uh, my number five, um, which is how and why Angela was able to put it together. Um, you know, I, I've seen a lot of comments, you know, and, and I think uh, we've probably made some ourselves uh, about how the hell does, you know, this small town cop put this whole thing together. Right. She does a couple of Google searches, you know, and she does what uh, Miami Metro um, and the FBI could not do. Um, Right. I have that note where I was just like, you know, we're not even 12 minutes into the episode and he's arrested, processed in jail. It's like, dang, all those years in Miami. And it was the chief of a three person force in a small New York town that got him. Yeah. Uh, Well, (laughs) we've often said Angela's a good cop. You know, she was mm-hmm. a good cop, or is. She's alive. Um, in the series, she's fictional, but she's alive. Uh, she's a good cop. And here, here's a, a few things that, that I want to point out. We can t- kind of talk about this. So she was given uh, some of those titanium screws in the plate. We know that Kurt had left with that letter. So she's gotten this information. She is able to tie that, not just the type of screws and plates used in the type of... Um, uh, injury and uh, repair that Matt had, but they're the actual screws. They have serial numbers. You can do that. Um, yeah, we talked about that, I think, last week, yep. where we kind of assumed that was what would happen. We saw the numbers on there. They focused on that. Yeah, and, that, Clearly and that's she's a thing. Double check that. Absolutely. That's a thing. Any type of device and things that are put into your body like that, it's even like breast implants, um, plates and screws. Um, they all have like serial numbers and they document that stuff, you know, before they put it inside of you. And so they can, you know, tie that back. That's, you know, it, it's a thing. Um, well, and then of course, learning that. Dexter's cabin had been um, purposely set on fire, finding out that it was arson and it has now become a crime crime scene. And she's fishing around uh, his, his burnt cabin. Um, She finds that other titanium screw. So that obviously doesn't look good. You can still, I feel like Dexter could have still maybe gotten out of that in some way. Um, But here's, here's a couple of things that um, I think why Angela was able to kind of put it together. Um, So Dexter, he faked his death and lied about it. She knows this. The FBI didn't know this. Miami Metro didn't know this. For all they knew, Mm -hmm. Dexter died during the hurricane. Um, But him faking his death and lying about it, that that doesn't look good, right? I mean, why? He tried to explain it away, of course, and I think 
she bought that to a point like before she started finding out all all of these other things um yeah you know that like well okay so you're a liar but at this point she didn't think him to be a murderer um so she has that she's the only one that knows that that he's faked his death and lied about it um then she's able to piece together you know this uncanny nature of these same patterns that she brings up you know the neck injection that uh wheel mark um, on the Bay Harbor butcher victims, and then um, Miles and Jasper, and was there anyone else? No, um, no. So I mean, she guess it was like Miles, and it was like, well, here's Jasper, and he has the same one. It's like I can't speak to that, and it's like, okay, well, how about this? Here's the you've seen, you know, you worked, you were in Miami, you worked with the Bay Harbor butcher apparently, so you've seen this stuff. Here's the same marks there, right? So there's the neck injection. Um, you know, other typical like Bay Harbor butcher stuff um, that were sh- showing up in a new location, right? Years later, um, with Dexter being a member of the Miami Metro, who again faked his death. So when you when you put these things together, you know, okay, neck injections, the ketamine, which look, I know, sure, I know, sure. <laughs> At this point, let's just go. With we we it. just yeah, it was ketamine. Sure. Nobody's addressing it. They're just they're they're we we've talked about it and at this point we just have to kind of accept it and and this is what we're what we're rolling with I I still have an issue <laughs> with it it's yeah. not great but this is what we're doing so the neck injections the ketamine um, all of these things you know happened in Bay Harbor Butcher Land in Miami it's all of a sudden kind of popping back up a lot of these similarities and patterns popping up again up here in upstate New York. Um, Dexter, who she finds out, you know, it's not Jim Lindsay, it's Dexter Morgan, who was a member of Miami Metro, faked his death. That is suspicious. All of these things definitely make you start, you know, and as a cop, that's, you know, and if you're a good cop, you start making those connections, right? Um, And then, you know, so I mean, I really don't think it was that off base for Angela to kind of start catching on. You know, I, I know I had like I said, I think made some snarky comment about, oh my gosh, this small town cops is what's going to bring down Dexter. Um, when, you know, but it's like now that I'm thinking about it after she's putting it all together and you kind of see it all lined up, like look at what's happening here in Iron Lake. Look at what happened in, in, in um, Bay Harbor or sorry, not Bay Harbor, but in, in my, or, uh, Miami with the Bay Harbor butcher. Um, and then when she hears Angel himself say that, she thought that you know maria thought that it was dexter um that again was enough for her to be like okay now i've got enough to go confront dexter again so you know i i again i'm hearing a lot of opinions on the finale a lot of people are saying that they hate it even saying that the original season eight finale was better okay now I want to know what kind of drugs these people are on. Because I, I mean, you know. <laughs> I, and I mean, like I said, I feel like you're entitled to your opinion, but I feel like that is going too far to say that the original yeah. season eight finale was better because I think that it's better to have a polarizing finale like this one than the one that was universally hated. Right. You know, so anyway, um, and I want to talk a little bit about along with with Angela being able to, you know, kind of piece things to, together and how, you know, it was it was leading to Dexter's downfall. You know, Dexter was hiding in plain sight. 
you know, that was his whole MO. Uh, it was the same in Miami and it was the same here in Iron Lake. But now it's finally gotten the better of him. You know, before, you know, he was a part of Miami PD. You know, Harry was a cop. His sister was a cop. You know, it's all in the family business, right? And he's got like this affinity for blood work. So it made sense to kind of blend and um, be there with Miami PD. Also, being a part of the uh, Miami PD staff, he had a track on his victims, right? We know that he used that all the time to get access and information on his victims. Um, But and then like what one thing that we know about real life serial killers, they've got an obsession with police, like, that's just kind of part of the territory. They taunt the police. They write letters to the police. They leave messages for the police. So that kind of goes in with the whole, you know, serial killer thing and with Dexter kind of having this um, obsession with, with the with the police. In this new life, as Jim Lindsay, you know, Dexter, he, he does things just a little bit differently. He works at the sporting goods store. You know, he's kind of just under the radar. But he still couldn't help himself by getting involved with a cop. And I think you and I talked yeah. about this in the first episode when we covered it. And we were like, because, um, you know, of course, they did the whole role playing thing where she pulls him over and we were like, oh, boy, what's happening here? And then come to find out they're just, oh, it's a role playing thing. And they're, um, you know, having sexy time in, in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, wow, that's interesting. Like Dexter is still somehow involved with with the cops and he's awful bold to be involved with one. And, you know, we called it out then. Um, So I feel like if he dated just anyone else, he, he could have probably stayed under, under the radar and he could have avoided detection. I wonder Um, if, if it wouldn't have played out just a little bit differently. I feel like he was just, he couldn't help himself. Um, He was dancing a little too close to the fire and and it's almost like getting caught is an underlying drive for him. I don't know that Dexter would ever admit that, but it's almost like he likes to play with that edge a little bit. Like he almost kind of mm-hmm. wants to get caught. Um, but of course, he doesn't want to get caught. But he's kind of just he's he's on that edge. And I f- <laughs> felt like that um, season two when the whole Bay Harbor Butcher storyline was playing out and with, with Sergeant Dokes, you know, I was like, He's not even that ruffled by this whole thing. I'm like, they're literally investigating this case. Frank Lundy is there, who's this awesome FBI agent, a legend. And he's just, Dexter's just so laissez-faire the whole time. And I'm just, I'm on edge. I'm freaking out. Um, But I think he kind of enjoyed it. Um, But I think it was important for this show to, you know, have an honest, good cop save the day that she... Was yeah. able to crack open not just this case, but uh, that other this other big case too with Kurt Caldwell. So um, that's that's my opinion of, of Angela. I've, I've kind of swayed just a little bit where I'm thinking, oh, surely this 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 isn't going to be what's happened, but it did, and I kind of see it in a little bit of a different light now. And I, yeah. you know, I don't know. Would you have thoughts about that? Um, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's really the thoughts that. It seems because, you know, even that note that I mentioned that I have, I'm like, oh, yeah, all those years and this is what brings him down. Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of more of a little joke because I'm, yeah, in reality, looking at it, it's Dexter being sloppy because he went like 10 years without killing. Mm -hmm. Then it's the way that he was sloppy about Caldwell and even, I mean, Jasper and Miles 
her using those as big pieces of the puzzle to catch him, it's because he was super sloppy with both of those two. And so it's those things. I mean, he wasn't giving himself any help with how he was doing things. And then, yeah, all of those little pieces that add up. So it's, it's hard to ignore, oh, the guy that was also there where the Bay Harbor Butcher was and worked with him, but some people thought that they got the wrong person, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, oh, he faked his own death, and now he's somewhere else, and similar things are starting to happen. Yeah, it's, it's not out of the realm of possibility that she would be like, mm, yeah, m- things are adding up a lot. Yeah. Like she said, it's called a pattern. It's more than a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, what is your number four? All right. Uh, number four is a, a harder one. but uh, <laughs> Oh, boy. Let's okay. get into it. Um, I, I call it the darkest Daxter. Okay. Um, and and co- going along with that is the death of Logan. Oh boy, this will uh, be hard for you. I know you really, yeah, you really had an attachment to Logan. I and, did. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Which, uh, but but starting off with just Dark Dexter is we see it pretty early in this episode. I think it was the first little glimmer in this episode is that, that you know the first glimmer that Dexter is already prepared to abandon the code and go all out, so to speak. Is when he's first being arrested in Angela's house. Mm-hmm. He's got his, he's on his knees. He's got his hands behind his head, and he's looking at her reflection in the toaster, and seeing where she's standing. And he's piecing things together. And you see him start slowly reaching for the knives that he's looking at. Mm-hmm. Of course, then he snaps back out of it and stops when Logan comes in from the back door. And I think, I don't know. Do you think he would have gone through with that? Because I he, his thinking. None of this is spoken, obviously, but just knowing Dexter and knowing his looks after all of these years of watching the show, he's watching her reflection in that toaster. He's seeing her positioning. He's watching those knives. He's thinking, maybe I can take her on by myself. But when Logan comes in, he's like, well, I can't take both of them. I'm getting shot that yeah, way. Yeah, he's, he's... But if it was just yeah. Angela, he was considering it. I... Yep. <laughs> if, if And I hope people caught that because i 100 yeah. <laughs> percent he when he was looking at um angela in the toaster the reflection mm-hmm. um like a mirror he's yeah. looking at where she's at because he's thinking of where he's going to I throw grab the this knife. knife and which way do i duck i so she doesn't shoot me or where do i you know he's going to yes absolutely he's going to avert and he's going to pivot out of the way of her where she's got the gun lined up on him and he's also looking to see where he's where she's at so he can grab that knife and i i don't remember i could not look all the dexter episodes i could not tell you which season or even the episode but i remember specifically seeing at least a couple of times dexter handling a knife he can He's very skilled. Well, obviously, yeah. Dex- knives yeah. are, is Dexter's thing, right? But he's very skilled. Like he can, uh, you know, take a knife and throw it and aim it and and get someone, you know, yeah. very well. He's very skilled, and I doubt he's lost that skill. Um, so I 100% believe he was figuring out where she was, where the uh, angle of her gun was, so he could pivot um, and avoid her gunshot. And with the knife, know exactly where to aim it based on that reflection. 100% he was going to take her out. 100%. I have zero doubt that. And lived or died, um, you know, I don't think he cared. It was to disable her so he could get away. 
Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I think he was 100% going to do that until Logan came in. Logan definitely so he, saved Angela in that moment. Yeah, for sure. So pretty early on in this episode, we're getting that glimpse of Dexter's darkness going past. You know, we get, and we'll talk about this later for sure. I mean, when it really gets pointed out to him, the hypocrisy and how much everything he's saying about this code that he's lived by, when you boil it all down, it's all bullshit. Yeah. And it really is just him feeding this darkness. And he's mm-hmm. he's found a way to do it in a way that's, uh, you know, he can pretend he's a good person. But at the end of the day, when he's cornered, he's a wild animal. He's going to lash out. 100%. And that's exactly what we see. Yes. Uh, because that's what happens when what we talked about in the last points, where when Dexter realizes he is fucked, when she brings out the Herbert Butcher stuff, gives him the name of Angel Batista and that world is closing in on him. He moves into this like survival mode. Mm -hmm. And of course he's still playing it smart and playing it as safe as he can, you know, asking Angela to turn off the camera and he won't confess to killing Matt or being the Bay Harbor butcher directly because there's still that small little chance that things might work out. So he doesn't want to just lay all the cards on the table, but he's going to play a huge risk. He's going to risk everything. Because he doesn't say how he knows, but he does tell her the truth about Kurt's trophy basement and says that she needs to check it out so she can get closure and understand Kurt was evil and all of that. But it's also, he's, you know, got to escape. And this is, this lead is a good uh, distraction. It doubles as a good distraction so that he can do what he has to do with Logan and get away. Because again, he can deal with one of them, but not both of them in the same place. Right. So, tells her about that, and he knows it's going to open up questions. Like, obviously, she's going to go check it out, find all these bodies, but then, okay, well, how did Dexter know about that? How did he know what Kurt was up to? But he's not planning on sticking around to answer those questions, so he does what he has to do. It's kind of throw the grenade down and run. Uh, So, he's in that jail cell. He has that final mental conversation with Deb, Mm -hmm. which I like how... We see her shadow appear on the wall next to him before we see her show up. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. And she's just giving Dexter grief about how Angela has him pinned and it is pretty much all over. Uh, that Deb was able to work with Dexter because of their bond, but Angela is not attached in that same way. Yeah. And it says, because you know, I was your sister and I loved you, but <laughs> love is far from, the, you know, is the furthest thing that Angela's feeling for you right Absolutely. now. So you're screwed. And then he says, yells, and then says, you know, enough. And Deb is gone at that moment up until the end. Uh, you know, that and it's enough of her, but that's also poignant. enough of this. That's a poignant yeah. thing, that, which is one of my points that I'll talk about. But it's very mm-hmm. poignant that Dexter dan- banishes Deb from his mind right before he killed Logan. That tells yeah. you where, where Dexter's, uh, where he's at in his headspace. His morality and conscience were gone. Taking those out doesn't have time for it's enough of that yeah. because he's in survival mode. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's this wild animal that's been cornered and he's going to do anything to survive. So, yeah, it's enough of Deb, but also he's got to do what he has to do. Code be damned, throw it all out the window. Yep. Uh, so, that's yeah, when we see he asks Logan for water, mm. using that as an opportunity to attack him, threatening to kill him if he doesn't let him go. But again, Logan is just pure good he is and so he's not he's not gonna bend 
Um, so he attempts to fire his gun, probably just to subdue Dexter. He's probably thinking, because, I mean, he wasn't, like, aiming right at him. He just figured, okay, if I fire off a shot next to him, he's going to Surely it'll go scare him, yeah. Step back. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, unfortunately, that uh, is <laughs> his end. Does cost him his life. And I'm, I'm sad because like, Logan doesn't deserve that. He did not. You know, Logan really was a good man. I even have a whole note. I was just like, to the end, he was good. He and, was. He was honorable. And that justifies, I think, Logan himself is that final straw that justifies to me that Dexter got the end he fully deserved. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, Dexter even realizes that at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, Logan and all his victims prior... That's that final straw because he was pure good. He does not fit the code in any single box in any way possible. I mean, and we've talked about all the ways he's so good. He does his job so well, but he's understanding with everybody in all of those things. He's, I mean, we see when he's bringing food to Dexter yeah. and Harrison in this episode, showing compassion to him. He's like, you know, when he says, You're a good man, Logan, he goes, I hope you are too for your hair, your son's sake. I know. Yeah, he's to There's the just end. So many things. Yeah, he was such mm-hmm. a good guy. Yeah, to like one of the last things he says to Dexter before that moment when he kills him, that you know when he's leaving that cell after that dropping out the food, where he says every son needs his father. You know he's he's trying to put himself in a place of understanding with Dexter and hoping the best for him. So that's what when when this happened when he was dead, I was devastated. I still kind of am. Yeah, uh, that was rough. There was a moment when I f- watched it the first time that I was fully trying to convince myself. That it was Dexter fantasizing about what he could have to do to escape. Well, we've seen it that. Took a w- we've seen like yeah. where Dexter plays out like a fantasy in his head, and you think, "Oh my God, is right. that really happening?" But no, it's just what he's imagining he wants to do. And yeah, that's that's what I thought at first. I was like, "Oh my God, he would never do." And then it took a while to set in. Like, oh shit, no, he did that. That this is this is not a fantasy. This this really just happened in the show. Yeah, and. Yeah, once that realization really like seeped in, it crushed me while watching it both times. I'm just like, I uh, I had some denial Logan. with Logan's death because I was like, um, he just did a sleeper hold, right? He just, like right. he didn't snap his neck. I, he just put him in a sleeper, and but no. Yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, if because he had his you know arm around his neck. Yeah, where if he didn't break it, he crushed his windpipe he, or something. There's something. That, yeah, you know, I mean, I I I don't doubt that he is. But when it first happened, I was like, oh my god, please, Logan, no, no, no. Like I'm going through that as I'm as I'm watching. I was like, oh come on, Logan, please, he's going to do it. I didn't have any doubt in my mind that you know I don't know where what other viewers thought, but I know when I'm thinking, I was like, he's going to kill you, Logan. He 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 yeah. means it. Uh, please, please just give him those damn keys. And when he was reaching for the keys <laughs> and then went for his freaking gun and said, I'm like, oh my God, that's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because um, I knew Dexter was going to kill him if he didn't. Co- I, I think that if had he cooperated, he would have gotten the keys or maybe he would have just knocked him out, locked him in the jail cell, you know, so he couldn't come after him and taken his radio, whatever. So he couldn't contact Angela. I, I fully believe had he cooperated, I think he was going to let him live. But I think as long as yeah. Logan was the good guy and honorable cop that he was, he it was he sealed his his fate too with Dexter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, it was that was rough. But Dexter then through the bars grabs the keys, mm-hmm. escapes the cell, grabs the cell phone, calls Harrison to meet him in the spot where the white deer was killed, so they can leave on the run. Uh 
you know, Harrison's of course very into it. Like, okay, let's let's do that because he doesn't know what just transpired to lead him to to meeting his dad. Uh, what I didn't get necessarily, which it's not even a big deal, but when he, they do meet up and Dexter says, you know, leave the truck and come with me, I was like, well, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. They're definitely gonna be tracking Dexter's truck and looking for that. That's not something you can just easily get away with. But you also can't leave in a stolen police vehicle that he got from Logan's because that's highly trackable because mm-hmm. I'm sure that's how Angela got there at the end because I was like well how, where does she know where they're at and I was like well I'm sure she just tracked Logan's vehicle to wherever Dexter left it and then deduced from there where they would have been like there's <laughs> GPS or something on police right. cars I have to ask my cop friends or something but I feel like sure, there's something I would think so even in small yeah. towns look I'd be I'm shocked sometimes by how sophisticated <laughs> my small town police for like my police force i don't right. mean that but in my small town the police force has yeah. like you know some sophisticated gadgets and technology right. that surprised me i'm like dang for a backwards kind of town we got some stuff you know <laughs> so i mean <laughs> even for a small town i have to assume that there's something in some way that she's able to track that vehicle and find them right yeah. so then i was like well so what is exactly their escape plan i was like we can't take the truck and you can't take the police vehicle can't go on a run in an Iron Lake um, police cruiser. It's like, well, what do we do? The, um, well, I remember from when they were um, investigating Matt and the White Deer, and they were out in the search grid. They're not too far from that location. Yeah, the, the, that the highway, highway really was really close. close. I think they were maybe, and I don't know, because we weren't told what the so. plan was other than to just run away and leave the truck. Um, I'm guessing just go hitchhike, get the hell out, right? Is right. I'm guessing... Yeah, so because there's the road there, I was like, but they don't have a vehicle. Unless Dexter had thought, and he knew. I mean, does he still have Elric's truck somewhere? I don't know. Oh but. yeah, I don't know. That thing was pretty, pretty beat up. I don't know what he did yeah, with that truck. That's also pretty suspicious driving that around. Yeah, so, yeah. It's gonna draw um, eyeballs on you, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, but yeah, they couldn't go in Dexter's truck. Obviously, I mean that they would have the the make, model, license plate number, things like that. They'd have that, you know, yeah. within you know, to probably 20 minutes, um, yep. you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the plan was exactly. I guess it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. What it was, yeah. <laughs> didn't, it doesn't matter. didn't happen. Um, yeah, but I'm wondering, you know, is it something that Dexter had figured out and we just weren't really privy to, or is it more of Dexter's? Yeah. I mean that dark, just survival mode where he's like, we've got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Now. It was definitely that. Well, um, Logan was also one of my points as well. And I, I, I'm going to talk about um, some of Dexter's sins and uh, how he breaks the code. Um, but the, the biggest sin, I feel, was killing Logan. And again, I, I liked Logan, too. I thought he was a good guy, good cop, um, an honorable person, really seemed to care about the people in his community and and you know that was sad and i knew without a doubt that this was not i was like man this is not like you dexter but at the same time so i get that i get where you know some have an issue like dexter would never do that and i'm like i'm sorry and i don't want to like i said i'm not trying to piss anyone off by any means i i freaking love dexter um yeah and i have for all these years uh but i do believe that he when he's been in a corner before he he panics and he gets desperate and yeah. this to me was not so far out of character for me i knew that when he had a hold of logan that if logan didn't cooperate he was going to kill him and yeah um 
you know, and, and Dexter tried to handle the situation without doing that. Um, but he, like you said, he went into self-preservation mode and he killed him. And Dexter, in this instance, was backed into a corner like we've never seen him before. I mean, he's been in tight spots. He told um, Harrison earlier, uh, hey, I've been in tougher spots. It's going to be fine. That was, of course, before he knew um, the new information that Angela had. That was before he knew Batista was on his way. All of that had changed. We've never seen him in this situation before. So it already puts him in a in a precarious situation. You know, Harrison was ready to leave town with him until when Dexter met up with him and he sees the, you know, or he realizes that the blood on his shirt, it wasn't from Dexter. It was from Logan. Um, and going back in the um, previous episode uh, when Dexter killed uh, Kurt and Harrison was there. We talked a lot about those scenes and and Harrison's reaction. Um, I'm pretty sure I said it last week. Sometimes I totally just completely forget what I said. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I remember fully believing Harrison was not into that. Like Dexter no. thought he was or as much as what Dexter wanted him to be. I firmly believe Harrison yeah. was not into it. Um, you could see his struggle during that whole process, during that whole time Dexter was, you know, taunting Kurt and, and when he stabbed him and everything. I mean, he even had PTSD and ran away. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, and it makes sense for the story, I'm saying, for the story for Dexter, um, for Dexter's victim to be Logan in this episode, because that's what causes Harrison to fall out from Dexter's manipulation. Yeah. Um, this, you know, this is is what was needed for Harrison to see Dexter break the code. Um, and he needed that victim to be someone uh, with uh, who Harrison has this personal relationship with. This was someone that Harrison admired. Logan represented what Harrison really wanted in life, and that was to be normal. And Dexter mm-hmm. just eliminated it, like, just yeah. like that. That's what motivates Harrison then to follow the code himself, even using the words, Dexter's own words, Open your eyes and look at what you've done. That was from, I believe, the very first episode. I'd have to go back and look. Um, But I'm pretty sure it's from the very first episode. And and, um, Dexter has, you know, said that himself. I he's like, why do you put the pictures up? Why the pictures? And he's like, because they need to open their eyes and see what they've done. Mm -hmm. Um, And so. It, it kind of makes sense for a couple of reasons why Dexter had to do what he what he had to do. Um, you know, he he has this fantasy that Harrison believes and, and thinks exactly like he does. Um, he has this fantasy of that there's going to be this father son vigilante team, and he's going to do anything to keep that dream alive. Um, yeah. And I mean, and when you think about it, fundamentally, Dexter's never been a good person. In quotes. You know, oh, no. he he avoided killing people in, or innocent people due to a code created solely because he lacked morality, right? Mm-hmm. And he's broken that code so many times in the past. Um, and you know, and the first one, the biggest one that I think of, because I was thinking, you know, has he just taken somebody out because he's backed into a corner that was innocent? And the 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 one that I really think of is is Maria Laguerta. Yeah, he didn't kill her himself but he manipulated somebody else to and it was because i mean it was deb that 
that killed him. Again, mm-hmm. we're in the last episode now. I'm sure we at this point, you know, I have to say, we're spoiling We're spoiling everything. everything. Yep. Um, but yeah, but again, you know, going back to when he was talking with Deb in that jail cell, I mean, because that bond that they had, that love that they had, that again, just like this connection and newfound bond and love between him and Harrison, he just uses, he manipulates that to get something else out of it. And that's what he did with, with Deb. So yeah, he didn't pull the trigger on LaGuerta, but she did because she was manipulated to let him get out of the situation he was in. And it's kind of a similar thing right there is it's because he's back to that corner that somebody who does not fit the code in any way, who is, I mean, yeah, LaGuerta had a lot of her own faults, mm-hmm. but, but at the end of the day, she was a good person who was doing her job and meant the best for it. And that got her killed. Absolutely. Um, And also something, you know, um, before Dexter left Miami, um, he killed a guy on camera. Um, Oliver Saxon, he killed him. um, Mm -hmm. And and that was on camera. And Batista and um, Quinn were both like, yeah, he straight up just murdered a guy. But because that guy shot Deb... And Deb's in a coma and now on life support. We're going to just like look the other way. So (laughs) they knew, uh, you know, people knew that Dexter had this in him. Um, So and I think because of that, because of of that, then Batista knew that and was witness to that. Plus, he's got all of this other evidence that Maria was compiling against him before she died. And that that's who she believed the Bay Harbor Butcher was hearing that Batista was coming to Iron Lake, I think, scared the shit out of him. And like I said, people are saying it's out of character for Dexter to go on the run. But I think the idea of losing Harrison, you know, really scared him. And I mentioned it last week. Um, I felt they were distancing us from Dexter, making us question him in preparation for this episode. You know, we used to Mm -hmm. root for Dexter. We wanted him to win. Um, But this season, um, you know, we see Dexter, you know, for who he is. And he saw himself, you know, for what he really was. Um, You know, so... I think that's kind of what they wanted to do. Yeah, like mm -hmm. you said, is preparing us for that. But at the end, before Dexter dies, I mean, I think they wanted... Harrison, Dexter himself, and then us, the audience, to all be on the same page and realize, like, sure, there's been a lot of good, and we've loved following so much. It's almost we're in that place of Harrison, you know, but on a bigger scale. It's like, yeah, we've found this connection to this person. There's a lot of things that we wanted to be like him. We wanted to to root for him. But at the end of the day, at the end of this series, we truly see who he is. And the kind of the lies and manipulation we've been under through hearing his inner log- dialogue and voice and all of this. But here, when it's laid out all in front of us, he's just another killer feeding that impulse and doing what he can to justify it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And something that was a little bit different uh, with what they did with the show. Um, if you think back to season two, and I'm probably going to talk about season two a lot because it was the Bay Harbor Butcher um, mm-hmm. season and a lot of things that happened there kind of mirror or kind of lead back to this. So I'll probably talk, be talking about it more. Um, but in season two, you know, he was keeping Dokes captive and he just wasn't sure what to do with him, you know? Um, 
you know, Dexter did end up getting off of the hook for all of that. Um, but it was kind of like the, at least a question for that um, during this whole time as he's keeping Dokes captive is like, would Dexter kill an innocent person to protect a secret? That was a big moment mm-hmm. in season two for Dexter to be confronted with. Um, yeah. And, and I still kind of wish that maybe they would have let Dexter kill Dokes in season two to where even that early on, it would have planted that seed in us knowing what he actually is capable of maybe because having having uh what was her name uh lila lila be the one that blows the place up and kills Mm -hmm. him kind of almost kind of seems like a cop out to then okay no dexter's fine because it wasn't him that it was you know some other psychopath that he was aligned with but yeah so i don't know so i see why they do it because it's still very early on and they don't want to turn people on dexter that early but also with long-term storytelling, it's like, man, maybe if they would have been brave enough to do it, I don't know. Would it have changed the way that we viewed the rest of the series or not? I don't know. I don't know. It, w- it would have been pretty early <laughs> on to do it. Um, but I don't know. I think I've got more to say about that and why I think that mm-hmm. it, it wasn't so much of a stretch for me to believe that Dexter was willing to go to the um, extent that he did in New Blood. Um, but, you know, the, the choice, like you pointed out, the choice was taken out of his hands on what to do with Dokes because Lila blew the cabin up killing Dokes. Um, that does make Dexter um, indirectly responsible for Dokes's murder. So you can, you know, when they show the flashback again of, you know, Dokes and, of course, the others, um, you know, that kind of puts him on that list. So Lila took care of that for Dexter. She eliminated that problem and that left Dexter's hands clean at least for a while. Um, It did feel kind of cheap at the time. um, But this was, I think, one of the first uh, moment in a long line of moments where Dexter was spared having to make hard choices. Um, If you think back, um, Trinity's daughter killed Agent Lundy. I think Agent Lundy might have eventually, you know, came, you know, um, figured things out or or gotten to that that point. Who knows? Um, He was very good at what he did. Um, So Trinity's daughter killed Agent Lundy. Deb killed LaGuerta. Um, you know, then Deb eventually got on board with Dexter's murders and t- instead of trying to take him down, but new blood changed all of that. He's Dexter was panicked about having to actually face some justice and also not being there for Harrison. Um, and I think even scared about maybe seeing Batista again, I've mentioned that Dexter has to get out of jail. He's got to get out of that jail cell. That meant getting through Logan, um, you know, as we said, good man. He's been dutiful. He was honorable to the end. Um, Dexter gave him a chance to live. Yes. But I, I firmly believe there was never a moment that Dexter wasn't going to kill him in order to get out of there to ensure his own su- survival. Um, and he finally, in that moment, made the choice that he didn't have to seven seasons ago. And this, with that moment, that is when this series was able to show who Dexter was in this pivotal moment. Yeah. And of course, this is also the moment that's going to split Dexter and Harrison apart. Um, That Dexter was willing to do absolutely anything, hurt anyone to escape being put in prison. Um, Don't get caught. Doesn't just mean be careful to Dexter. Um, He took that particular credo and he put uh, his own perverse, I think, spin on it that don't get caught meant it was also okay to kill in order to not get caught. Yeah. So. 
R.I.P. Logan. <sighs> All right. Um, <laughs> forgetting that was that number four. Okay, yeah. let's talk about your number three. All right, I've got two points. So I'm like, ah, they both <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> work. I was like, oh, flip a coin first. You know, um. Because I, I, one comes right before the other. So I was like, oh, he's trying to do them in order. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do what I have go, to Go with what feels right. So, it doesn't have to be in order. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to cut to the very end. Oh, boy. At, through this. Past even that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I'm calling this one uh, Harrison's New Beginning. Okay. Whether he likes it or not. Mm. Um, and it starts off with some of the stuff that you were talking about, where Dexter's big fatal flaw is assuming that Harrison isn't normal and needs to hide himself and pretend to be a regular person just like Dexter does. Cause that was never the case. I don't think we've talked about that kind of back and forth over this season. Honestly, the more I look at it, I think Harrison could have benefited and would have been able to thrive with therapy. I and a support system. Believe that too. Mm-hmm. Honestly, even I think Dexter was putting way more emphasis on, hypotheticals you know when he's telling him you know if they found out who you were if they knew the things that you were thinking they'd lock you away or but no you go find a good therapist and you tell them hey i have these tendencies and these urges and these thoughts but here's all the trauma the shit ton of trauma that's been heaped on me ever since i was a toddler yeah and plus all these abandonment issues and the anger that i'm dealing with i'm sure you work that kind of stuff out nobody's gonna look at you crazy (laughs) everybody has you know, shared trauma, carried trauma, and then just their own trauma in life that's built up. That's why we have therapy. That's why we have support systems that are able to help people in situations just like this. Yes. I think Harrison with the right support was was gonna be fine. Yep. And and so yeah, Dexter, that was his big fatal flaw is just assuming you're just like me. And you need to be listening to me and you need to do the same things I do because we're exactly the same. Because Harrison wasn't. And that was another downfall at the end is because Harrison realizes, no, we are not the same. And anyway, and, you know, Dexter's saying they need to move somewhere, get a fresh start. And Harrison's not happy with that idea at first. And it comes again with Dexter with that flaw going, you know, we can't be ourselves here. We can't do what we do. It's, it, and that is, gets frustrating mm-hmm. watching this episode when Dexter is going down that yes. road because I'm like, all you want is for him to be just like you when clearly he's not. Yeah. But Harrison's going along with it, you know, out of one, a sense of love and belonging and a relationship with his father. That connection that he's been he's striving for. desperately yeah. wanted that, yeah. And two, because of kind of this indoctrination based off of that relationship, he does believe in the moral implications of the code, the way that Dexter has described Mm -hmm. it. I mean, he does end up learning that Dexter is fooling everyone, even himself with the hypocrisy of this code that he aligns himself with. Mm -hmm. But at least at that point in time, when they're getting in the truck, you know, from the burnt down house and he's saying, we've got to do this. He's believing in his dad at that point. You know, the, the death of Logan is definitely that final straw that makes him realize, Oh, the whole code and everything is bullshit. You're just a killer. Mm-hmm. But at least before all of that happens, he he does have that moral belief like, oh, maybe this is a, a righteous thing. 
Um, but yeah, him talking with Logan was a big deal, which we get that little tiny little clip of, I guess, you know, Harrison was the one that saw Dexter out in the woods very early on. Man, following the deer. That was like, what the fuck? You know, he was there earlier than what we thought he was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but when he's talking with Logan and then Logan leaves the hotel room and you just see his face drop because it was all this, you know, don't be, you know, don't eat hamburgers three times a day because I don't need you to get that kind of weight up before the season starts back up after New Year's. And we need you re- that he was so sad. That's this <laughs> community and this like friendship and this family that he's built outside of his dad. But Iron Lake had become home. Mm-hmm. And for Logan to say those things to him and then leave, you just see his face drop because he knows, well, as soon as my dad finds a way to get out of jail, then we're leaving all this behind. Yep. He's going to lose all that. You know, it's like, you know, the relationship with his dad is definitely important to him, but he found family and community and people like Audrey and Logan, and he's going to have to leave all of it anyway. And it's crushing him. I was literally tearing up crying watching this scene, just watching his face, because I was like, just putting myself in that position that he's in. It was like, I have to leave all this behind, and I don't really have a choice because I love my dad. Yeah. Because he needs me. And man, it was rough. I got, yeah, I got really invested in this show. You could say that. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm with you, man. 100%. Man. And so that's, you know, as, he at the, as he's at that hotel room, he decides he has to see Audrey. Uh, he's feeling really down about everything. You know, if Dexter gets out immediately, they're going to have to leave. So he knows no matter what happens, his life in Iron Lake is done. And he's sad about that, obviously. Mm-hmm. So he has to go see her and be with her. And I'm glad that he does get that because that was the last time he ever saw yeah. her. He's not able to go to her afterwards. Cause that's in my notes here with this point, I skip over some really big stuff. Cause we'll talk about it later. Yes. But after that stuff happens, you know, uh, instead of arresting Harrison, Angela just gives him some cash and tells him to leave. Never come back. Well, will you tell Audrey I said bye? No. Because I've never Cause seen you. I never you. saw you. Yep. Yeah. And man, that was, which that sounds like, well, Angela then like wipes down the rifle and then calls in an officer involved shooting. Which is like, man, uh, she's going to say that she shot Dexter. Hopefully she'll figure out a good reason to. Uh, explain why she shot him with a rifle and not her own police handgun, but uh, yeah, <laughs> good luck with that, Angela. I think she'll come up with something and some self-defense, yeah. you know, right. story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, he takes that money, gets in the truck, heads off out of town with music and this voiceover of Dexter reading the letter <sighs> to Hannah, playing over it. And I have that whole thing written. I have it so too. Do you do you yeah, want to read uh, it? I don't know if I can. Um, I'm already. I, I can I say, I'm, yeah. I'm literally um, in tears right now. I don't know uh, if I can read it, but I will if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I can do it. But uh, yeah, but as he's leaving, you know, he drives past Logan's body being taken by the coroners out of the police station. But then after that, I mean, he drives by the store, the school, the diner, the truck stop. Drives by Audrey's. He stops for a little bit, sees her in the window, but. I mean, it has to go. No closure, no goodbye. It's what has to happen. And then it kind of, the way the show ends leaves us on this hanging question. You know, like, can he start anew again somewhere else? You know, what becomes of Harrison Morgan, I guess? Uh, <laughs> if he's carried that name, we never really got an answer to that. But, but yeah, we're just left with where, where do we go from here? Who does he become? 
because he realizes he's not Dexter. He's not like his father. And so he's really starting not only fresh. I mean, he's leaving everything he knew behind in Iron Lake. And that was really the first time he really knew anything in this like modern, you know, since he was a kid. And so where does he go from there? Because not only doesn't he does he not have anything, but he doesn't even have who he is anymore. He thought he found answers and then realized it was all a lie. Mm-hmm. So, so who is he? But yeah, so that that letter, I would, uh, <laughs> I, wrote it, I got it wrote, written down because I was like, man, it's. I was like, yep, this is going to be something I'm going to have to read. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess just get into it. Um, but yeah, it goes, my dearest Hannah, this is the most difficult letter I'll ever write. You may have seen my name among the casualties of Hurricane Laura. And I believe that's for the best. I'd give anything to see you and Harrison again, to see him smile, to hold him. I celebrate his birthday in my heart. He is and always will be my phantom limb. I want what every father wants for his child to be happy, to live and love without fear, to share his gifts with the world. But we both know that with me around, a normal life for Harrison won't be possible. This is not an easy decision. Sometimes I wish the hurricane had taken me, released me from the burden of my own urges. Instead, it showed me that I have to bear them alone. That's my fate. So unless Harrison starts showing any dark tendencies, I beg you, let me die so my son can live. And that is the most poignant line to end this whole thing on. Yeah. It's just like, oh, because that's what happened. That is exactly what happened. But what, what his son living means, I don't know. And I think... I think I'd be perfectly happy never knowing. Yeah. You know, at this point, because I know we've been talking about, you know, oh, do they do a season two? Do they do this? After that ending with that, on that note, I don't see how you can continue this. And I mean, because I don't want to follow Harrison. I don't either. Following his urges and learning a code. and I don't want any of that because I don't want that for him. I don't want that for him. And I also... Uh, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, well, there could be a season two and it could be Harrison and it could be Dexter as his, you know, uh, inner voice like yeah. Deb was uh, or Harry was uh, for Dexter. And I don't want that because that's that's mm-hmm. not really Dexter. Even if we get to see Michael C. Hall again, um, that's only going to be uh, that would only be Harrison's version of Dexter. It's not going to right. be truly Dexter. And, and I want Dexter when Dexter Morgan, yeah. not someone's then, interpretation or perspective. Also, yeah. But also just <laughs> as being invested in this story and, and like the life of a fictional character of, of Harrison, I don't want that for him having a dark passenger and inner voice. I hope that he was able to release things through the way this show ended. Mm-hmm. I, I truly hope that whatever in this fictional universe that doesn't yes. exist that I've invested myself in in this show, we're hoping he's the character of Harrison, a happy life, is able to drive away and find a new place and a new start and find a family and people that love him and a support system around him and lives happily. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I want. That's that's <laughs> the ending that I'm making up for myself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because and I don't have to see it. I can just be like, nope he's he's mm-hmm. free and um he's... i don't want any more of this story or this show because if i got what i wanted out of it it would be real boring and i'm not gonna watch that because exactly. <laughs> i want life to be boring for him at this yeah, point absolutely just be, just be normal, normal and boring and have so... that normal life that yeah. he was that he was wanting yeah mm-hmm. well all right 
I'm going to mop it up here. <laughs> Clean myself up so we can continue. That was really good. That was really good. I knew that letter was going to come up somewhere um, between mm-hmm. between you and I here. One of us was going to read it. That was rough. Um, well, my number three, <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit about, um, again, I mentioned season two earlier, and I want uh, to kind of talk about it again. Now, um, I have said before, and I'll, I still stand by that, that season four – uh, I thought was such like the best season of Dexter, but uh, there's uh, a lot to be said about season two being just as awesome. Uh, we've talked a few times uh, that the series um, had a theme about fathers and sons, uh, but another theme um, is that of addiction, and that's addressed in season two, and that's kind of I have a point to this um, and why it, it kind of uh, ties into new blood. Um, so, you know, you can argue that it's a person's choice to use drugs and, you know, addicts actions have an impact and they cause a ripple effect to those around them. You know, the story yeah. isn't just about fathers and sons. It's about relapse. Um, Dexter in new blood gives into his addictions and he's thrilled to discover uh, that Harrison may also have those same urges. And in the last few episodes, you know, and I rewatched it. I rewatched um, the previous episode um, and it really clicked um, after having watched the finale. And then I went back and watched it and I was like, oh man, this is clicking. Um, so, um, you know, he, the last few episodes, he's worked to enable those desires, hoping that Harrison will continue to also enable his own. Um, season two uh, represented Dexter being an addict all too well. Um, if if you remember, this season, uh, season two was when Rita makes uh, Dexter go to rehab thinking he has a drug problem. You know, he, it wasn't drugs. It was his, you know, uh, unexplained absences, being gone all the time. And, you know, he's like, oh, I'm an addict. You know, I got a drug problem <laughs> You know, as an excuse. And of course, with her history and her ex-husband and all of that, she's not going to put up with it. She makes him go to rehab. So... Um, he, he, you know, Reed asks him to go to rehab thinking he has a drug problem, but it isn't drugs that he's addicted to. It's killing. And it's talked about a lot during season two. Um, and you can see it time and time again, every time that he sinks his knife into his victim's heart, that pleasure that he gets when they draw their last breath. And that's undeniable for me. Um, Dexter was an addict. He's chasing that high. Absolutely. He's chasing the high. And Dexter was an addict. And uh, he was able to quit um, for that 10 years, right? From the time we left him in season eight till the time we saw him again in um, Iron Lake 10 years later. But he picked it back up. And when that happens, when an addict picks up their habit again, there's always serious consequences. Addicts who return to their vice after a long absence, they often go too hard too soon, thinking that they have that same tolerance before they quit. Dexter, when he got that feeling again, when he killed Matt, um, after he got that feeling again, after so long, it flooded him and overpowered him. And I honestly believe that not even the code was going to control him. And for me, this helps explain why Dexter was different than how we left him in season eight. This was the difference in the new blood Dexter that we got versus where we left him. 
Um, and we can see now how Dexter tries really hard to get Harrison to view him the way that we do, the dark defender, right? Dexter, our dark defender. He's the vigilante, you know, who just channels his dark urges to save people. Uh, he, he And he's really hoping that Harrison shares those same urges, and he thinks nothing of uprooting him when Harrison, who's had no, like, stability uh, in his young life, you know, he's he's had, you know— uh, he's had to move to Argentina with Hannah, leave his father behind, thinks his father's dead, finds his father, um, you know, through social media. He's bouncing around from foster home to foster home. He's living out on the road to find his father. And then when he gets there, this is what he gets. Um, so, he, you know, and, and when Harrison finally starts to find a place that he can call home, you know, all the things that you just called out, um, finding a family, finding friends, a place of belonging, he thinks nothing of uprooting him um, and and – he did. And then at this moment, there at the end, um, Dexter is telling him that he can quit. I mean, that's literally what Dexter says. He's like, I can quit. I can quit if you just help me. Um, and the whole time that he's saying this, he's covered in an innocent man's blood. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, I have that exact quote marked in my next point. But yeah, but that's where, you know, so he says, I can stop. I can do it with your help. And I was like, that's like an addict making excuses and false promises to continue on and gain sympathy. One more chance. And I was like, I applaud Harrison for not buying into Mm -hmm. it as hard as it is on him with the line that Harrison gives him right after that, where he says, I'm not your fucking caretaker. I'm your goddamn son. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what you, what you hear from, from, an, an addict and that that is what his vice was and and look you know i don't disagree that some things that happened in the season had been a little rushed um you know i i i think we've argued a couple of times that we wish it had been uh 12 episodes maybe versus the 10 that they gave us yeah. um so i feel there were some things that were rushed um dexter's hero facade faded a little too quickly you know you kind of talked about it a little bit that maybe we should have seen something a little bit in earlier seasons that kind of gave us that true picture of who dexter was and not here in new blood um so maybe maybe this hero facade that we all had for him did fade a little too quickly but i think that the finale did a good job of propping up dexter as a rabid dog that needed to be put down um Mm-hmm. You mentioned the scene in the kitchen when Dexter's eyes linger on that kitchen knife when Angela has her gun on him. That was not subtle. Um, yeah. You know, that was definitely suggesting that she was going to end up like other cops that tried to bring Dexter to justice. Um, and then something that Dexter said to Deb in the last episode, um, in the previous episode, not the last episode, sorry, like eight or anything, but. Um, uh, in episode nine that we were uh, covering, I went back because I was re- thinking of, you know, how Dexter is determined, like he's not going to jail, right? He's that prison is not an option um, for him. And that was why he panicked and took the action he did against Logan um, in season or in episode nine. um when Deb was like, you're taking this too far. He's got his, his knives, his kill kit out. And, um, mm-hmm. and she's, telling him she's like there were other options than harry teaching you the code she says there was therapy institutionalization she said hell prison would have even been better and right there right there when she said prison would have been better he went off Mm -hmm. and he grabbed her by the head and screamed at her and he goes you think that would have been a better option 
you know, he, he's, he says the path he's on with Harrison is the only way. And Deb says, and you fucking love it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, again, when we're talking about Deb, it's not really Deb. It's, it's, um, it's Dexter's inner voice. That's his conscience, you know? Um, and then if, and then when you think back, um, the parallels of Angela, when she's questioning Dexter, and then if you think about also when she was questioning Kurt, uh, during their interrogations, how self-satisfied they both were with their lying, um, how they were both so sure they're going to get out of the situation that they are in, and how condescending they were to Angela. Um, Dexter using the vigilante angle not just to manipulate Harrison, um, but out of his own vanity, you know, despite not caring about saving any other life other than his own. Dexter has killed innocents, or at least been responsible for the death of others. Um, but he had never killed an innocent person so close to him. He killed innocents, but they were strangers or like situation was super dire or he was in some type of irate state. Um, killing Logan was a change in Dexter to not only who he has become, but who he's always been. Yeah. Um, so that that for me was how I was kind of able to make kind of make sense of some of his actions. Um, it, it's all come back around. Um, and makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Gosh. Um, find the will to carry on. Uh, what is your, <laughs> what is your number two? <laughs> All right. Number two. Let's, let's do it. Let's get into oh, it. Oh boy. Um, Tissue at the ready. I'm is that gonna, what I'm, is that what I'm getting here? <laughs> I, I have <laughs> titled Dexter and Harrison at the okay. end. And that's at the end of this episode, the end of this series, and the end of Dexter. Um, and we've talked a lot about some of the stuff leading up to it or kind of what's going on in it. But, you know, De- uh, Dexter and Harrison meeting up in the woods. Dexter's ready to go. But then Harrison realizes that there's blood on his dad's face. You know, he says, you know, there's, there's blood on your face. You called me from Logan's phone. Wait a minute. He puts that up really, you know, really quickly, he realizes, did you kill Logan? What is, was going on? Because again, like I said, that is somebody who couldn't possibly have been further from fitting the code. Mm-hmm. And he sees that Harrison recognizes that and stops and sees this horrible evil and hypocrisy right there in his dad immediately, because Logan was such a good person that I think, you know, Dexter's, he wouldn't cooperate. That's not, that's not a good enough reason for Harrison he says, oh, don't get caught. That's where he's kind of mocking his dad in a way for that. I was like, that's, you know, that's bullshit, isn't it? That's, <laughs> it wasn't just part of the code. That was your main goal was not to get caught no matter what happens. And that's where maybe the most impactful line he says to him, he says, shut up. You don't really care about saving anybody, do you? You're just feeding this, this dark passenger. It's not even a passenger. It's fucking driving and you like it. Yeah. And, oh, man, when he says that, it's just like, that sums it up perfectly. Mm-hmm. Is this whole time he's called it this passenger. And, yeah, Harrison nails it. It's it's not a passenger. It's driving. You're along for the ride. Uh, and, of course, Dexter still continues to make these excuses about Harrison's exactly the same as him. So what about with Ethan? And what about the wrestler's arm? And but But, like I said earlier, Harrison was never the same as Dexter. He's kind of deluded. Uh... Like I mentioned, yeah, he's got this shit ton of trauma and it's left him with some violent tendencies, but he's not a monster. 
he has empathy and morals and emotional connections. Mm-hmm. And then the line that he says to Dexter with that, he says, I wanted to be like you so bad, but my anger isn't because I'm like you. My, my anger is because, because of, of you. you. Mm-hmm. Of course I'm angry. You didn't just make the decision to abandon me once. You made that decision every single day. You stayed away for 10 years. You know, Harrison is seeing that it's all about self-preservation for Dexter. Absolutely. All of these were selfish choices. And there really is no code. And is there really any love for Harrison? Now, I think we as a viewer being inside Dexter's head this whole time. Yes, we do believe there really was love and connection for Harrison. Mm -hmm. But in Harrison's place, he's standing right here. He's questioning everything. And then we get to Dexter saying, you know, I can stop, like we said. And it's in this little moment where he's like, oh, it's still. So you need me with you. But again, it comes from a selfish place because I'm the person who makes you feel something more than just the monster that you know that you are. And so he says, you know, you have to turn yourself in. There's no other way. Dexter replies, if I do, I get the death penalty. And Harrison says, maybe you deserve it. Yeah. And Dexter's still not ready for that. So he's kind of ready to give up. And Harrison, at that point, goes to leave. He's like, okay, you don't have to come with me, but I have to get out of here. Of course, Harrison doesn't let him because the monster has to be stopped. That's the good in Harrison, that he has the opportunity now to do something, to stop this cycle, to stop this reign of terror. I don't think he wanted to kill his dad. He wanted to force himself to turn himself Mm -hmm. in. But, but he has to stop it and he has to do something. You know, he pulls a gun on him and Dexter hears it and turns around. And he says, would my mom still be alive if it weren't for you? Would Aunt Deb still be alive? And me, would I be so fucked up? And then like that line you said earlier that means so much, open your eyes and look at what you've done. Yeah. And that's what finally triggers Dexter to stop and realize that Harrison is 100% right, that he's no better than any of his victims over all of these years. And he thinks of all the innocent people that are dead because of who he is and that are directly or indirectly because of his actions. And it flashes through Logan, LaGuerta, Dokes, Lundy, Harry, Rita, and then finally Deb. Yeah. And so, yeah, Dexter's apologizing for all of the trauma that he's responsible for. And then at the end, though, this is kind of that thing is like we you almost want to be mad because you're like, look what they've done to my boy. You know, this is what Dexter is. Yes. Oh, I, but, I had a lot but, of conflicting emotions <laughs> throughout this whole and time. And I feel like even though and so maybe this is what a lot of people are hung up on and mad about. And I can get totally. that. But I don't, from, from a from a view from a story standpoint of really seeing the journey they've taken mm-hmm. us on and seeing these things, we're not supposed to root for Dexter. At this no, point. we're not. He. He's the anti-hero. The anti has won. And and that's one of the big things is even with Harrison killing him, it's because he's too much of a coward to turn himself in. He's going to leave Harrison with one more big old chunk of trauma and a to-go bag on the way out, having to live with killing his own father. Instead of turning himself in, going to prison and facing all of this stuff, he's going to leave Harrison with one more gift of making him be the one that kills him yeah it's definitely one more um last 
drop of Dexter's boastfulness, honestly, and having Harrison yeah. fulfill this this task that he's asked him to do. Yeah. yeah so, so even when you know it comes to the, all of that full truth, like he still doesn't learn because that's what he tells us. This is the only way out. I'm like, it's literally not though, Dexter. Come on. But but that's you know even when he realizes what he is he still can't go all the way with with that goodness that he still won't face you know won't, won't face the, the chorus that way he's mm-hmm. but you have to be the one that kills me and you know i get that his reasoning is like it's true love to save him from the pain and process of trial and prison it's just an easy way out that's really what it is instead of facing what he's done paying the price of like real legal punishment just wants to have harrison kill him no thought of how that's going to affect his son I mean, we see Harrison does say, you know, oh, it's you know, when he says it's the only way, he says for both of us. I hope that Harrison's able to, to come to grips with it in not too horrible of a way. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, uh, from where I'm looking at it, it, it seems like one more pretty bad, selfish decision on Dexter's part to leave it to Harrison. Yeah, I, 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 even though I was preparing myself and feeling like Dexter had to die um, for this, um, that it was the only thing that was going to make sense. I didn't think it was going to be Harrison. I thought it was probably going to be Angela. I thought, well, maybe we'll even get like a Batista back. And we did, but I thought maybe if Batista comes back, that he's the one that that takes him down. Um, I in no way thought he was ever... There's more a sense of justice in it. Yeah, I really didn't think Harrison would... um, (laughs) Because I, I was like, no, let's not do that to Harrison. <laughs> he's right. he's been through enough. Um, but that's how it went down. So, but I, I feel like no matter how we got there, this had to be the result. Yeah, but then you know, in those last seconds before he dies, that consciousness is back with him. Deb was his back. Deb is there holding his yeah. hand. Fuck. So even if as a viewer <laughs> being like, I still don't know if I sit well with. His final choice, at least in Dexter's mind, he felt that he went out on the most positive note he could have. That he did the right thing, whatever that means to Dexter. Well, and I mean, and the whole setup to this, too, um, after Dexter has escaped uh, prison or jail um, after what he did to Logan and he's out there running in the woods. And, you know, it was... Um, when he's running through the woods, it reminded me of the white deer running mm-hmm. through the woods. Um, and we got a little shot of that through Harrison's eyes, which I still cannot make sense of. Um, like, well, he was watching Dexter watch the deer. Um, bizarre. Um, but it remind it took me back to the white deer, um, this beautiful creature running through the woods. Um, and we see Dexter doing the same thing. And, you know, in that whole conversation um, that that you just mentioned between him and Harrison, and that moment of realization for Dexter when he realizes, um, "Oh, I fit the code," um, yeah. and this is this is what needs to happen. And unfortunately, it has to be Harrison that does it um, because he realizes that he's right and he's not going to stop. And what he did to Logan um, was was that breaking point. Um, and then, you know, yeah, he shot him. 
And it was, it was like, oh my God, he was teaching Harrison how to shoot him, him. <laughs> you know, when he was mm-hmm. doing the target practice after he got him the gun in the previous episode. Um, it was like, he was teaching him how, and he's like, remember how I, you know, remember what I said about the safety and he shoots him and, um, you know, he's laying there bleeding and, um, bleeding out in the same spot that, uh, the white deer was killed in episode one. And it was like a beautiful, tragic, poetic, um, ending. Yeah. And it was, uh, super hard to come to terms with uh, that that is what had to happen and thinking holy shit there's um you know this character I've admired you know we've talked about how much we you know we rooted for Dexter for how many years and um, mm-hmm. to see that this was how it had to end it is how it had to end but it was um it was a freaking gut punch yeah Oh, I know. I was, just, you know, I've I've had a little more time to process yeah. <clears throat> now. Uh, but, but yeah, I remember like I was talking about that first night, that Saturday night when it dropped, when I watched it before bed. No, I had to go to work early in the next morning and be yeah. like. But I remember just like so now I have to go to bed and I'm literally like my eyes are itchy and puffy from crying and crying and crying through the whole last like ten minutes of this episode. I'm just like. Great. It's like, this is the state I'm in. And now I have to just like, oh, time to go to bed. Oh, my God. How do I do this? (laughs) Yeah. I just went straight to denial. Um, I mean, I cried Mm -hmm. when my first watch, I I had like my hand over my mouth. My daughter was in the other room watching. She was working on her puzzle and watching something else. And um, I big gasp, like, oh, had my hand over my mouth because I didn't want to scare my dogs. My dogs, anytime I react to... uh, much at, at at something I'm watching, they freak out and they're like, "Oh my god, what's going on? What's wrong?" So I was trying to kind of be quiet yeah. for my dog so they didn't freak out because it was so late at night. Um, and I'm just sitting there in shock. Um, of course, I'm crying. Um, and then uh, I kind of sat there after it was over and credits were rolling, and then I was kind of like, "Okay, now what?" And I just immediately my brain went to denial. Like, nope, this didn't really happen move on <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that's just <laughs> that's yep. how i processed it um until i had to start like really doing some prep and it kind of brought it all back and so going i'm still grieving uh at mm-hmm. this point it'll take me a little while i'll get there um well you got us there before it was even um our you know our number one i can't wait to hear what your yeah. number one is if if <laughs> if that you know if that was it um but, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, Dexter did meet the fate that he deserved. And he did ask Harrison to do it. And why? Why did he ask Harrison? Um, you know, I think maybe because he finally realizes his crimes, you know, to, um, you know, because he does finally realize his, his crimes, I mean, um, and to avoid a life on the run or worse, a, a trial, you know, that Angela threw that out there. You're going to be arraigned for Matt's murder. And if I, I'm going to do what I can to get it to stick. And she knows that there's doubts there. And she's like, and, 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 um, and then you're going to be taken to Florida and you're going to face a trial um, uh, that you're the Bay Harbor butcher. Um, so he's, you know, he's wanting to avoid, you know, maybe to avoid a life on the run, avoid the trial where he can, Dexter just 
would not allow prosecutors to control the narrative that he's been giving us yeah. with his voiceover since the beginning. That's why we were so, I think, um, you know, taken in with Dexter. He's been the one controlling the narrative this entire time. It's been a beautiful ride. I certainly don't argue that at all. So let me just make that straight. But, you know, he's not going to allow anyone else to control the narrative. That's what Dexter has always been a master of is controlling the narrative. Anytime someone brought suspicion on him, he gave them the narrative that he wanted them to hear or or believe. Um, And, Mm -hmm. you know, people can argue that Dexter never would have killed Logan, um, that he could have won the Caldwell or the Bay Harbor Butcher case. But I think it's maybe really that they just don't want the show to end. You know, they, and I include myself in this, you know, fell for his charm. They ignored all the times that Dexter proved himself to be an uncaring monster. Um, Dexter dying was really the only thing that made sense for the series. Um, yeah. Whether um, how we got there feels contrived or not, um, or killing Logan. Um, but I mean, that is, that is, that act is what indicated Dexter had to die. Dexter now fit the code of Harry and how it could save thousands of lives. Um, we yep. watched in the previous episode, Dexter taught Harrison the code and he thought Harrison thought of his father as a vigilante that changed um, or, you know, he thought of him as a vigilante. I mean, and then that, that image that he had of his father died uh, when, when he found out that Dexter killed Logan um, and mm-hmm. Logan was an innocent and Dexter's trying to flee from justice. Um, yeah. So it, that, that adds up right there. Um, Harrison learned that Dexter liked killing people and it cost people their lives. Um, and I, and, and, and for me, I think a rule of thumb, a rule of thumb, it should be the ending that feels right for the show and for the character as opposed to what the fans want to see from the show. Yeah. And, I think that that is, is just what made sense. Um, so, you, kn- you know, yeah, it's like, why didn't Dexter just go on the run again? He did it before. You know, why would he allow Harrison to, to put him down? Um, and I think that the answer for that is because it was so wrong for him to live that solitary life that we saw in that first finale, in the season eight finale. Life for Dexter isn't worth it without the people he loves. And I don't think that he could have or even wanted a future without Harrison. Um, and that he would have to just start over again as some, you know, anonymous Joe in some other town. And instead of that, he might as well just end it. Um, and you called it. And I think that you're right. Uh, you know, let's not gloss over it. I think Dexter, I think maybe deep down was a coward. He didn't. He was vehemently against uh, facing any type of police justice. He there was not going to be any thought of incarceration. Like I said, there was that vehement reaction against Deb about prison being better. I mean, no, um, no media storm, no trial, no facing Batista again. He in no way wanted to be known as Bay Harbor Butcher. Um, and if he was going to be revealed as the Bay Harbor Butcher, he didn't want to be around for it. Um, and when Harrison even suggested that Dexter should redeem himself and pay for his crimes and turn himself in, um, you know, that just ended up Dexter's decision was, you know, he had he had no way he was getting out of this. Um, he couldn't weasel his way out of the situation. And this, I think, is what really shaped the series 
and that this is what was required to break that Harry Dexter cycle. Oh boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, if, if that was your number two, that was, um, that was technically my number one, but I'll switch them around since that's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait to hear what your number one is. <laughs> Don't build oh, okay. too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, just something I also want to talk about, but I figured, you know, get some of the really heavier stuff and, and end it on a, I mean, it's not a lighter note by any means, but it's just, you know, more story stuff without really all the really heavy emotional stuff to it. But uh, it's just a thing I had a lot to talk about. I call it, you know, Dexter under arrest and the case against the Bay Harbor Butcher. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of just Angela's questioning of him and in kind of their conversations and interactions. Which starts, of course, with Angela finding the matching surgical screw and the wreckage at the cabin. As you said, she would. She's following that Rima script. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not good for Dexter. Uh, <laughs> But then just some of the, th- you know, her enacting this plan of sending the kids out oh, for a bit to go to the mm, store. Clever. So that her and Logan can then arrest Dexter there. And I'm thinking, man, Logan must have been really shocked when Angela explained everything to him off screen, at least enough to get him on board. No kidding. Arrest. And man, she, like, man. <laughs> well, that and man, she deserves an Academy Award for how well, you know, she went through when you think of last episode with the whole um, Christmas and exchange mm-hmm. of gifts. And then in this episode as well. Oh, hey, kids, how about you go get me some red pepper flakes and, and you know, Parmesan? You know, I'm like, damn, you are good. Uh-huh. <laughs> trying to hold it together mm-hmm. which and i was wondering at first like because i didn't catch it the first time as much why she was trying to act like things were perfectly fine for as long as she did but i caught it this time because like you know they they leave and then she's still playing along with it for a little bit until finally she pushes him back mm-hmm. this time i don't know why i didn't hear it the first time but you can hear the kids getting to the car getting in starting it and it pulling yeah. away and I, I didn't catch that the first time. So then I was like really listening to it this second watch. And yeah, she was waiting because you see her even while she's like hugging Dexter, you hear the car like pulling out of the driveway in the background. And then as it leaves, that's when she shoves him back and, you know, get on your hands and knees, put your hands in the, you know, you know, shut the fuck up, all of that. And then that's at that point. So she was just waiting. So she was doing, yeah, a really good job biding her time and playing along. And it's, yeah, a mm-hmm. lot. <laughs> And then, of course, Dexter's thinking it's a really weird time for some really aggressive role-playing, but then he realizes shit got real real fast. Yeah. He's in that survival mode. Uh, so, you know, uh, gets him to the, the station, questioning him, and I like just that stone face like, interrogator. At that point, state your name. Jim Lindsay, state your goddamn name. <laughs> the way mm-hmm. that she's like, we're, we're not playing games. We're not mm-hmm. doing that. And then he was like, Dexter, Dexter Morgan. Hello, Dexter Morgan. That line again, just coming up from her yes. this time. Like, he's got to be tired of hearing that. Um. I never tire of hearing that. But it was, it was, yeah, it was good to hear it again. Hello, Dexter Morgan. And uh, what does he say? Hello, um, Hello Chief, Chief Bishop. Bishop. And it was just like, mm-hmm. now that was Dexter. That was our Dexter. Yeah. Oh, he, he had some uh, snark to him still. That, you know, he says to to uh, to Logan, mm-hmm. you know, because he goes into that, that that quick mode where you know 
you're under arrest for the murder of Matthew Stern Caldwell. So you notice then the cabin that they find all the bodies in is on Stern Road. <laughs> of course so it did, is. Did Kurt name his the private road after his son's middle name, or did he name his son after the gosh, who knows uh, what property that, he's been holding out there? That weirdo. Um, <laughs> but you know his response: "You, Matt Caldwell's dead." It's like, yeah, basic tactic mm-hmm. expected, but yeah, I mean, still off to a good start, I guess. I mean, he's Dexter. Trying. He's uh, so good at manipulating and playing yeah. dumb, you know. Uh, and I mean, we've seen it hundreds of times in, in the other seasons. Yep. So yeah, it was. That's his his mo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you said because Kurt was kind of the same way. There's that way that sarcasm and that snark. He pulls it up because Logan, you you have the right to remain silent. Anything you say, he goes, "Yes, okay." Your chief already told me to shut the fuck up. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> he's already right there. He's starting with it. I'm like, oh no, Dexter, here you go. <laughs> yeah, that's that's our Dexter. Yep, and it continues on. Where's you know she's showing him the the game camera footage yeah. the come back around to that heat seeking stuff because you know you remember when i you know uh which is just you know you said uh you, you uh hang on he goes yeah you we knew that this was caldwell you were able to say that this was caldwell because of the gun he says yeah you remember when i came in and identified that distinctive rifle for you uh but then even well we never found out who this other person was but i was you know yes you're a good citizen yes i, <laughs> I try mm-hmm. to be you don't have any sense of uh, sarcasm, do you? No. Yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, pointing out the second person is saying, you know, it's the same build. He's like, well, I have average body size. So, you know, what that means is like, I know what that means. Don't get smart with me. And the same rifle as dozens of other people in Iron Lake. Hell, I sold <laughs> most of I sold it. You know, most of them at. He goes, and that chin scratch thing you always do. He's like, well, uh, you know, what chin scratch thing, basically? He's like, I don't know what you're talking And as he's saying that, he's, like, going for his chin, and he gets stopped by the chain. He's like, ah. Yep. Oops. Yeah. But, you know, she she does that due diligence. She has the serial numbers and everything ready to go, but he's still playing along. He's like, these are, uh, you know, surgical screws and plates that are used. He's like, and? So? He was like, I don't see how this is connected. I love that, you know, titanium doesn't melt. A fact I've become painfully aware of. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that came back around. And then after she lays out everything, again, that's smart because he goes, I also have a theory. You want to hear it? Or are you just going to tell me to shut the fuck up? Mm. It's like he, he really is hung up on that he one. Sure he sure was. <laughs> he's, yeah, when he's backed into a corner, that's, you know, he's still going to try and talk his way out of it, but... um. You know, the humor's gone. <laughs> at least for mm-hmm. her, we're still laughing a little bit at a snark. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he, and honestly, he has a very convincing and solid fake story. Yeah. Because the best lies have a lot of truth mm-hmm. in them. And so this story, he says, of course, the lie is Kurt killed Matt for whatever reason. But then, you know, and then he set me up to make me look like I was the one who did it. That's the lie. But everything else... You know, well, Kurt was clearly lying about Matt staying in New York and being at the cabin because he's dead. You have the perfect evidence right here that Matt is dead. So, you know, Kurt was lying. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's all true as far as he definitely was lying. Uh, and all of those things are true. And then he's like, yeah, he planted the screw at my place and then burned it down. I mean, we know Kurt definitely burnt it down out of some semblance of revenge. Right. It's just that his 
version of the story is it wasn't revenge for me killing my son. It was revenge on you because how do you get revenge at the uh, police chief that humiliated him by arresting him? Well, you you, uh, plant everything on her boyfriend and put her through that. So it's all these lies that have just enough truth in them to be very convincing. And Logan's right when he says, you know, this is just on this side of plausible that it's going to keep the case from Mm -hmm. holding up in front of a jury. Uh, And And he wasn't wrong. Yeah, he wasn't wrong. Yeah, Yeah. he wasn't wrong at all. But she has all this Bay Harbor butcher evidence to lean on as well. So she's. You know, there's a little thing she's been trying to get a hold of Molly to to corroborate maybe some information she has on Bay Harbor Butcher. And now that's when she has the epiphany to talk to Angel. And so she's got all these things, plus just the ketamine. Yes. Ketamine. Connection. We talked about that. Um, She has all of these things. So, I mean, you know, she wants Kurt brought in to get maybe some stuff on that. Unfortunately, that's definitely not not anytime soon. Because he's. Appeared to run, as far as she knows. But so this case against Dexter for Matt's murder is just crumbling around her. But she's got this backup plan, and that's what really sets him in. She's pieced together stuff with Miles and Jasper. Uh, Dexter's good at covering up Miles mostly, but, I mean, she gets him with Jasper. There's the wheel marks, and it was in his system, but there was none anywhere in his house right. at all they're not even a sign up like where do you you know kind of kind of has him on that and then like we talked about earlier is when she goes in you know, you are the bay harbor butcher and all that and the camera tricks closing in on him and then when she starts laying it out you know you know not everyone believed it was dopes mm-hmm. you know how about your your old pal angel batista who's on his way here right yeah. now all kinds of findings and evidence and information so whether you know whether the Caldwell charges stick or not, who really cares? Because we'll extradite your ass to Florida, where they have the motherfucking death penalty. You know, he she's hardcore crackdown on him, and yeah, that's what leads to him being kind of yeah this cornered animal who has nowhere to go but to to attack back. Yeah, he was in survival mode for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, so that's really all that I had on the notes there. It was just a lot of their interactions. And I mean, it started that path, that, that downward spiral for Dexter right there. I like it. That was a good, good number one, that spiral. Oh, it was hard to watch. I mean, there was so many good things, but it was so hard to watch. And you're just thinking, oh, my God, how is he going to get out of this one? You know, what's and, and I was still thinking at the time that we're going to get the Angel Batista and Dexter confrontation. And I'm like, oh, my God, how's that going to happen? Um, so many mm-hmm. things running through my head at, at, at where this was going to go. Um, my, my number one I want to talk about, um, I mentioned it in my last point um, that, you know, what happened here and shaping the series was required to like breaking that cycle. And what I wanted to, I wanted to kind of focus on that um, a little bit. Um, I feel like new blood, the purpose, you know, it circled back to everything um, and went back to the beginning in a meaningful way uh, by bringing Harrison back. Who's now a troubled teen. You know, we left him when he was like five years old. 
Um, but now he's back as a teenager. Um, and now that he's a teenager and things that happen throughout this um, season, you know, and having Dexter try to, in quotes, harry him. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And I, I feel like we, we, you have to be very clear about this point. This, this couldn't be allowed to, to go right. Right. I mean, Dexter, if he had gotten his wish in this fantasy that he had in his head, this, this was not, should not be allowed. Um, did it fail straight away? No, you know, Harrison did. Um, he was intrigued and seduced by his, his father. Right. And Mm -hmm. by the idea of violence, you know, in the service of others. Um, but like you pointed out, that all took a, a a downward turn when he saw his father for the, you know, um, this selfish being, um, and he his eyes were opened to the sinister side, to all yeah. of that. Um, and you were talking about you, you made a good point talking about how you know Harrison was not like his father and how he was telling him I'm not like you and something I think is important to see um and 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 we've I've I've went back and forth and went back and forth like oh my gosh does is Harrison like his father does he have a dark passenger does he have um that those same urges um I'm not sure and then thinking no I don't think he does and I really really firmly felt that especially the last episode seeing his reaction with Kurt like he was not as into that as like what Dexter was. Like you look at Dexter and how much he's into that. <laughs> and then you look at Harrison <laughs> and Harrison is not quite into that. He's struggling a little bit. Um, and, and, and what really, I think if you didn't see it then to me, what shows you that difference between Dexter and Harrison is what does Harrison do when he's caught with a rifle next to Dexter, when he's lying there, he puts his hands out you know, accepting Angela to mm-hmm. like put her um, handcuffs on him. And if yeah, Dexter would not do that. Um, you know, Angela lets him go. But the whole point of it was, is that De- or that Harrison was willing to face the consequences for his mistakes. Um, yeah. You know, and, and he wasn't going to try to run. He wasn't going to try to fight. Right. Back. He wasn't going to try to, to talk his way out of it. He was like, yeah, here's what I did. I made this decision. I right. And, and look, we acknowledge Harrison has committed some uh, heinous acts, right? We, we, we know the whole story of, of what he did to Ethan and covering that up, um, breaking that kid, Jeremy's arm at, at wrestling. Um, so there's no glossing over that. That happened. Uh, but now, you know, he's able to see the importance of being accountable. And this is when we see this crazy cycle. And I think kind of cruel cycle that Harry started, um, how it was broken and broken for good. And I think that was a big point of, of the series and, you know, why this had to happen the way that it did. And I, I know there's a lot of angry people out there. Um, I understand. Um, look, I'm still conflicted myself. I, I don't want Dexter to die. There's a part of me that wants this show to go on forever and to just have Dexter all the time. But um, 
you know, I don't know that that makes sense. I, I wonder that once everyone kind of has some time to think about, you know, th- this season and the series as a whole, that maybe opinions will kind of come around that this is the only way for it to end. I mean, why bring Dexter back after 10 years if not to make him accountable for what he's done? You know, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm still shaken by the ending that hurt, you know, to see to, to see Dexter die. Um I didn't want this to be it. I'd love to have another eight seasons, you know, of Dexter carrying on like, you know, like we've seen before, but it just was never going to happen. But so why revive a show to repeat the same thing that we saw before? It, Mm -hmm. it was time. It was time to give Dexter the ending that he earned. Um, This season of new blood, you know, it gave us this chance to revisit Dexter. It, and it also gave us a chance to re-examine our favorite charming serial killer who we all viewed as this Batman-like vigilante instead of this murderous junkie who would stop at nothing to get his next fix. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, to think of, of, of the, you know, lives that he destroyed. He, he destroyed the life of his sister, Deb. He was directly responsible for the death of Maria LaGuardia. He was directly responsible for the, um, for Rita's murder. He abandoned Harrison. He repeatedly broke his own code and he certainly didn't dwell on it for, for very long. Usually no more than an episode. Did he worry about whenever he did break his code and, you know, like Tony Soprano, Walter White, he's a bad guy. Um, except, the difference is those shows made their monsters explicitly monstrous. Um, you know, the later seasons of, of Dexter, you know, we always, they always treated him as the hero. And I think you kind of touched on that a little bit with your point, like, Oh, I wish we kind of seen a little glimpse into that, you know, but we didn't, we always mm-hmm. saw him portrayed as the hero. Um, you know, we never were asked to question his behavior or motives, but you know, just like Tony Soprano and Walter White, Dexter is selfish. He's smug. Um, and Clyde Phillips didn't let him off the hook for it this time. Yeah. And I, I get, you know, the, the struggle. It's, again, I have the same struggle um, here. But, you know, Dexter, as the series, um, it was never as clear like Breaking Bad was that the main character was doing wrong. You know, uh, I feel like that was made pretty clear in Breaking Bad. I think most people would agree. Um, Dexter never learned those hard lessons that he was supposed to learn. Um, You know, they never stuck. Um, You know, I feel like you could almost argue that uh, the series always kind of was like pro Dexter's mission. You know, let's go kill the bad guys, you know, but Dexter was wrong. And what Harry did to Dexter was wrong. Um, And I think New Blood specifically uh was brought back to show us that and to to make it very clear that dexter's fantasy of carrying out that same behavior with harrison was awful yeah um so i don't know um and and not you know that that and that the ghost of deb if you will um you know, wouldn't be just dismissed as, as background noise that this is this is how we're supposed to see it. Um, so I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, that's good. 
And I like how you uh, mentioned, you said, you know, Clyde Phillips wasn't going to let him <laughs> off the hook. Because I remember seeing a while back, like, an interview, like, piece with, mm-hmm. with Clyde Phillips when he was asked if he would have been able, you know, if he wouldn't have left the original right. series and it was taken over, if he would have had a say in, you know, what mm-hmm. his plan was, if he would have finished the series. And he openly said, because, I mean, the show was over for however long, you know, when this interview was, so he wasn't expecting it to, come, you know, to make a comeback at any point. So he kind of gave his pitch for what his intended ending was. And he said he always thought that the series had to end with Dexter in the electric chair. That he does get his his punishment and he pays his due at the end. That was always Clyde Phillips. Absolutely. Um, I I think it was going to go down a little bit differently. I think we were going to kind of get to see if if he had had his wish um, that he would have faced a trial. He would have had imprisonment. And then, yes, he would have died on the electric chair. So his his intent was to always... um, that that's how how he felt that it should have ended with Dexter dying. I mean, and and I'm glad that that we got that because I agree. I mean, it was um, unsatisfying in season eight. Um, I'm like I, that. Just you know, it doesn't feel right. It didn't sit well. It didn't feel like that. This is how it should end. Um, but this you know is hard. Is what it is to accept. I'm not saying any of this is easy for me, but I'm just trying to you know, be, you know, um, be a little logical about it and the purpose of it and, and why it had to be different and why we had to go down this path. And we can disagree about how it, how we got there and the journey it took to get there. You know, some of the, the plot holes and, um, you know, things that maybe didn't go as, as what we would have liked, but it's hard to argue in my opinion, the actual ending of Dexter dying. Yeah. So I think we can argue or lots of people can kind of argue and disagree about how we got here um, or the journey it took. But for me, this is, this is kind of what had to happen. Yeah. Oh man. Um, Well, what about notes? Got some notes. I've got quite a few extra, just like, Random little notes, and then some that are a little okay. heavier. But just start with kind of an order. Uh, I noticed there was no introduction, like scene right. in this mm-hmm. episode. It started logo. The scene flashes that we've been getting, where it kind of showed what was going to happen throughout the episode, real quickly, and it jumped right into it. It's like, man, we're just <laughs> hitting the ground running. Uh, which kind of yeah, all the previous nine episodes kind of counted as like that little opening where we set up all of that, and now it's like, all right new blood here we go uh i picked up on this little thing in like episode two and i just hadn't mentioned it yet because uh, it's like a little thing but i was like oh so fred jr's husband who named their puppy garfield was pastor brian from the church that had the pie stolen and it's just one of those little things i mentioned i was like i i was like i'm gonna just make a note of that because i love that the religious figure of the show is a gay man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happily Hells, married gay man. Yeah. I was like, that just brings so much joy to my heart. I was like, I just need to appreciate that little writing bit. Agreed. Before we I appreciate, the show. I, I appreciate want to you calling it, it out. <laughs> yes. It's like, good, good on you, Dexter writers, for just, and they don't make, it's not a deal about it because if you're not paying attention as a podcaster, most people probably didn't even yeah, pick up right. on that. But, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I was like, that's cool. Uh, Let's see. And, but it, within that scene, I found that out. You know, we're seeing Dexter's so moved by the greatness of the Iron Lake community. Yeah. That when he's, again, in this, like, diluted 
mindset of his, you know, fantasy <sighs> of his future, like you're saying. He's like, if I'm going to train Harrison in my ways, you know, under the code, we can't do it here because nobody's here is evil enough. Like, we took care of the evil person yeah. that was here. So, Harder to do in a small town of, what, 2,700 people or so that, that Molly said the population yeah, of Iron Lake. Like that. <laughs> yeah, is it? something like that. Uh, yeah, because yeah, uh, Angela was listening to the podcast on Iron Lake, which I'm assuming that was like whatever files were on her recorder that was in the equipment in the yep. hotel room. Because obviously she hadn't been uploading any episode yet. So like it was a work in progress. Molly yep. was, yeah, she was noticing a you know quite a few suspicious things outside of just Matt. So that's where Angela gets worried about her and calls out that APB. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, she's able to rule the fires arson, but then Harrison has a really smart moment. You know, we have Dexter's voiceover like he really is his father's son. Where Harrison immediately just steps in, is like, "Oh, it's probably those Moose Creek assholes," because yep. you know, because I broke the one of their arm, and then they jumped me, and you know, he's a little bit of a little bit of truth to the lie. Uh, yeah, and they also we see when everybody's kind of the community is together and coming up, uh, they bring them some clothes and some boxes of stuff. Tess I was gonna say alive, we have sure. confirmation. I, I was like, we figured as much, but it's good to see her. Yeah, for sure. it was. Yeah, I mean, it. Yeah, there was one of the girls did look a lot like her. I, I, I felt no, Kurt wouldn't do that. It's too, you know, too risky. But yeah, I know mm-hmm. there was question there, but I was like, I'm glad they gave us that little confirmation. Just that little quick five second. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dexter visiting Harrison in the police station where they get those like five minutes where the turn the camera off and they're in the room to where he lets Harrison know this is Matt related and has nothing to do with Kurt so that Harrison doesn't have anything to worry about and that he's pretty sure he's easily going to be able to get out of this um, and that would gives them more reason I think that at that point is what really pushes Harrison kind of over the edge to be like yeah we have to leave because even if everything went the way that Dexter wanted it to, where they didn't have this Bay Harbor butcher information. And yeah, he easily gets off of the Matt Caldwell case. Well, they have to leave town. It's like, well, your ex now has the whole town thinking you're a murderer. So it's time to go. You need a new start. Cause you don't recover socially from that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what set it in Harrison's mind. That it was like, okay, even if everything does work out, yeah, we have to leave. Ireland. Yeah. Um, Angela going to the cabin. We didn't really talk about that much. Uh, you know, when Dexter sends her there to see what she finds, and she does, she finds all the missing girls she's been looking for. Yeah, for years. we didn't mention that. That was quite a discovery. Um, yep, saying their names as she's looking at them, and then finally, of course, seeing mm-hmm. Molly. Uh, and so, I mean, she has her answer now that it definitely was Kurt. So she's she's got that answer, you know, and she's trying for can't reach Logan. But that you know tells Teddy to alert the state troopers, CSI coroners, and motherfucking FBI. Um. But there's a really unfortunate and kind of sad thing about this for Angela is, yeah, she she has the truth about what happened and she can rest on that. But she's never going to get full closure or justice because she's never going to catch Kurt. Like I was just hung up on thinking about that. I was like, that's good. You know, it's like she has closure. These missing girls cases she's been working on. She knows what happened to them. She can close the books on that. But she's never going to get justice for it because Kurt is gone. 
And she doesn't know that. So, I mean, of course, she's bringing all these people in. She's going to be sending off like a nationwide search for Kurt Caldwell. But right. They don't know. He got burned up in the same, you know, incinerator right. that his son did. And, and she can probably speculate that, you know, because it looks like he's in quotes missing and has ran. Um, you could also speculate that maybe Dexter did take care of him. I wonder if they'll go search the incinerator. Um, you know, I, I don't know that. Kurt had any titanium in his body like Matt did, but I wonder if right. there could be potential bone fragments or something. It, it takes a lot of something, heat to yeah. burn a human body. You don't just throw them in a fire pit. And I know that the incinerator is super, super hot um, and apparently did the job with Matt, but I'm, I'm wondering if there could potentially be um, any bone fragments or something left um, yeah. behind. But Especially if they're yeah, quick enough. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I don't know. It, and we won't know, of course. Um, but you know, but yeah. yeah, something to think on. Uh, yeah, of course. Then her just her reaction when she sees all everything she's calling, you know, that reaction. But then the big reaction where she can't get a hold of Logan, calls oh. Teddy, gets him to call in everybody. Yeah. But then she, when she's talking to Teddy, she asked, "Have you heard from Logan in the last hour?" Oh no, he's still at the uh, the station with Ooh, Jim. Not good. Well, then she's put two and two together, and she knows exactly what she did, and she just screams, you know, that, fuck! And then, I mean, you hear it, you know, that first one was more anger, but then as she's running to the car, and she screams it again, her voice is quivery on that second, Yeah, fuck. Like, she is, she realizes Logan is probably dead, and, it be, and she goes, finds the body, and it's, I mean, it's personal at this point, I think. That was hard. It becomes more of a personal mission. And yeah, so that's when she tracks them down. I think I talked about that. Is I'm, I'm sure she had a way to track Logan's vehicle, and then could to do could deduce from wherever Dexter left it. It's going to be close enough in range to that area of the forest. She's like, oh, that's where Dexter would go. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think that is all the extra notes that I had. Good notes. <laughs> um. I I have a couple. I have one that's kind of long because I was. It could have been one of my points, and I just had so many notes. Um, so I apologize in advance to everyone. Um, but talking a little bit, just more evidence of because it, again, there's so many arguments that you know Dexter never breaks the code. He would never go against the code. Um, it's not true. We've talked about that, and he even did it in New Blood. Um, you know, we, we were reminded immediately when Dexter Newblood started that he hadn't killed in 10 years. I was surprised to hear that. So we know he's rusty. He says himself. Um, and in New Blood, you know, he killed Matt without going as far as what he normally would to find proof of his crimes. It was a heat of the moment kill. Yeah. His proof was that whatever. His, his, his friend, in his, quotes, Dick, Dick yeah, friend told him. Yeah, had had said but i mean that's not the kind of proof he usually would look for that he just, usually looks for 100 percent proof yeah so it was yeah. a heat of the moment it was not typical um because dexter would usually very thoroughly plan out right the kill and when and where and things like that um he burned the body in the town incinerator um and he couldn't and now he couldn't have known about the thermal cameras and the titanium uh he was surprised to hear that there were th- thermal cameras um so i mean there could be some argument like i can't believe he would have done that out in the woods and you know when he could have been caught well if you don't know about the cameras i feel like that's something that you can kind of explain away he wouldn't have known that they were there he yeah. didn't either know or think about the titanium 
But again, maybe that's something because he didn't do his research. Maybe if he'd done his due diligence, he would have learned about that and learned a little bit more about that. But anyway, that titanium came around to bite him in the butt. Um, And by not taking the time that he normally would, he betrayed the rule of not getting caught. Um, And then with uh, when Dexter attacks Miles and Jasper with the ketamine drug, uh, the drug that tied him to the Bay Harbor Butcher um, killings. Yes, I know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, and yes, I know we've had that whole argument with the drug. We're moving beyond it. Um, um, but the the reason uh, these two stand out is because he was emotionally involved because of the fentanyl overdose of Harrison. Another rule of the code, don't mm-hmm. get emotionally involved. This can be a direct link because a passion to kill can lead to getting caught. Um, during the season, mm-hmm. we hear Deb, who we know... Is Dexter's conscience. That's been established. It's not the ghost of Deb. It's Dexter's conscience. Um, say, Deb says that Harry teaching Dexter the code was essentially child abuse, which basically means Dexter may not have really believed in the code anyway. Mm-hmm. And Harrison comes to the realization that Dexter uh, killing has never been about the code. The code was there to keep him from being caught. The code was a justification for Dexter killing, but it was never going to be what stopped him from killing uh, whoever got in his way. Yeah. Um, and if you see, if you, you know, if you see how far from the code Dexter has gotten during new blood, if you think about it, it's not at least for me, not so surprising that he would then commit the most heinous act by killing a, a, a true innocent. Um, you know, I'm not 100% convinced that the evidence against him for Matt or the Bay Harbor Butcher murders were concrete. I'm, You know, we talked a little bit about last week that a lot of that we felt was kind of circumstantial. Um, but Dexter, uh, he felt like he was backed into a corner. Batista was on his way, and he clearly thre- thre- uh, felt threatened by that. Um also, Harrison could have been connected to Kurt's death. Um, and, you know, there were 30 years of Dexter and his, his past catching up to him, and he panicked. Uh, and let's remember, sins of the father, right? Um, yeah. when, when Harrison was a child, Dexter didn't have to worry about Harrison paying for his sins. But now that Harrison's older, that's not true anymore. Dexter's different in New Blood. And it's either, you know... His the options are he's either caught as the Bay Harbor butcher, or he kills Logan, grabs Harrison to run away. Um, Harrison returning here in New Blood really upped Dexter's um, impulse impulses, and with that he lost the part of him that kept him under control, and the thing that prevented him from making those rash decisions. Um, so you know, just kind of wanted to point out about how you know so out of character for Dexter to behave like this. Not quite. We have identified ways that he's done in past seasons um, and how he did it here in New Blood, how this was this was different and why it was different. Um, I like that you brought up the part where uh, Angela discovered um, Kurt's lair. I don't know what you call that. Um, yeah. That was shocking. It was shocking. I just think that was so well done. That Something I don't think we've really seen um so that was really cool um mm-hmm. and some of the flaws so this season was not without its flaws 
um, there, not everything was perfect. We've talked about a few before. Um, there have been some conveniences yeah. and inconsistencies, um, which people argue this season was full of plot holes and this and that, but the entire series had these inconsistencies <laughs> and conveniences. <Right>. <laughs> so, I mean, these are the same things that happened during Dexter's original run. Um, so, yeah. I mean, this isn't, you know, to me that far off that it's also happening in New Blood. It happened in the original run. So we, we've talked about um, the inclusion of the red herring, Edward Olson. What the hell happened to that guy? What was the point of him? I guess he was a red herring, right? Right. Uh, is is what we can probably conclude, but we don't really know for sure because it just, he was there and then he wasn't. Um, pointed out um, a couple episodes ago when Dexter was shot in the leg, but then completely fine in the next episode. Um, I thought it was a little random when Angela did meet Batista and he kind of starts randomly talking about Dexter and Harrison. Um, Molly Park comes to town for a simple disappearance. Uh, Kurt's fuel truck plan. Yeah. Did we not think that one out? Um, the we've mentioned it time and time again. Ketamine, ketamine M ninety nine. Talked about this the last episode. Dexter and Harrison spending Christmas with Angela and Aubrey, despite both couples breaking up without reconciliation. Oh. <laughs> We, I still can't explain that one. Like, I thought they broke up. How did they end up at Christmas? Covering up the blood trail on the ATV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Molly not recognizing Dexter. Right. His face through all of her research on Rita and stuff. We mentioned that uh-huh. a lot earlier. I figured maybe we'll get an answer on that. No, we never did. That's, you know, despite all of her apparent um, thorough research... Um, she never picked yeah. on picked up on that. So yeah, there. Like her podcast information being a big part of what brought Dexter down was kind of a red herring we followed all season, right? Um. So so yeah, the this series definitely had some of its flaws. Um, and like I said, we've talked about them, but I mean, I bet that list. If you went back and looked at the original series, it's a oh, huge yeah. list. So to argue that. Um, you know, the same same things um, weren't there. That's um, not quite fair, um, I don't think. Um, I had listed here, because um, I felt I was really going strong on this argument. I'm really defending this hard, and I'm not going to talk about it, but I had it listed out all the kills that didn't fit Harry's code. And um, all the way from season uh-huh. one to, to New Blood. I don't feel that we probably need to go through all of that, but... It happened, you know, it happened. And and I think the reason I did was just because there was so, um, I I kept reading so much about, like, Uh, Dexter would never. Because I love going online and seeing what people say about episodes of TV after I watch them. And then literally I watched this one and I was like, just so moved. And like, this was the most perfect ending. It couldn't have gotten like, this is what they needed. And then going online and looking in and like 90% of what I was seeing at that first night is just... Wow, they fucked up the ending of that. Wow, it wouldn't be Dexter if it wasn't a terrible ending. Wow, everything that, that needed to happen, the they screwed up on. I was like, I scrolled a little bit, and then I was like, I just closed it out, and I was like... Yeah, forget about going <laughs> like to Twitter something. at all. You know, or I was looking for some uh, support. I was looking for... Right, I was like, oh, man, how, everybody else felt the I'm same so... way. And then uh, it was a little... So again, 
not to like alienate people who don't agree with us. Hopefully we have been able to help you a lot if you've listened to all of this. But just, I will be myself. I will be honest. Yeah, in that moment, I was like, fuck all of these people. They have no idea what they're talking about. I was... <laughs> like, I was I was getting mad. I was like, I can't deal with this right I now. I thought, you I, know, I'm, I'm in a really negative headspace right now. I'm really hurting here after watching Dexter mm-hmm. die and... As hard as what it was, um, after I had, I had to think. It wasn't in the moment like, "Oh, this had to happen." I did was like, "Oh my god, this is the worst thing ever." Mm. I don't want to lose Dexter. This is I'm sad, and I cried a lot. But after I had time to sit back and think about it, it this is the conclusion that I came to. And I'm like you. I I, I went mm-hmm. to. I was like, "Well, what are they saying on Twitter?" You know, and it was trash. Everybody's calling it trash. This whole thing was a waste of time. Season eight finale was better, um, and. It, you know, like I said, you're entitled to your opinions, and you can totally disagree with us. It's it's okay. Um, this is how I feel. Um, yeah, it just. But I felt so strongly in yeah. our way that I was like, it boggled my mind to see a lot of the negativity. I'm like, I. What show did you watch? Well, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I what don't, I what don't were know you watching? You know, you know, all these years, not just New mm-hmm. Blood, but. You know, how, how I don't, under, yeah. and again, maybe people just need to sit with it a little while. It's still fresh mm-hmm. and I get it. I, it's fresh for me. Uh, I wasn't sure I could sit here and, and even put a couple of words together to, to talk about it because it's still very fresh for me and it's, it's an open wound for me right now too. Um, and it's hurtful. I don't want to see Dexter gone and, but it is, it's, it's goodbye Dexter and that's, and we have to. We have to just kind of accept it that that's the way it was. And I just, I hope some folks do kind of come around when they've had time to sit back and think about it because I do feel like this was the right thing. And I, like I said, I'm not justifying the journey to get there. I wish we'd had a couple more episodes. You know, I wish we'd had Batista and Dexter uh, share some screen time after all those years. Um, but I still feel like what happened, you know, it, I feel like. Yes, you can argue all of that, but if you don't see that Dexter had to die, then I don't know. I'm not sure. It doesn't make sense to me because this is the only thing that made sense. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that you felt that way, too, because I, I also felt like and I couldn't reach out <laughs> to you and talk to you about it, really, you know, because we don't like to talk about, you know, before we podcast on something, we don't talk about yeah. it because we like to save all of that for the podcast. And and I really couldn't. And I I wanted to talk to someone about it because I felt like I needed that connection with someone to like, let's talk about this. I need to talk about it. It was so heavy and it was hurtful to go through that process. But at the same time, I didn't want to talk about it because I thought if you talk about it, you're not going to have anything to talk about on the podcast. You're going to have let it all out. So it was, it was quite a, quite a Mm. couple of day journey here. And I'm sure has zero interest to anyone listening to us right now. that don't care about any of that, but, (laughs) but but yeah, I'm the same. It's like, God, as soon as I watched it, it's like, I need it to be right now. I got to talk about it. Recorded. I need to, yeah. It's, it's been hard to hang on to it. Um, well, I, I we could probably continue to go on and on. I know we're already kind of going over the two hours here. Um, but we have we do have a lot of feedback. We've got some – I do have a little bit of news as well that we're going to get to. Um, but I think that was a, a pretty good wrap-up of, of this episode and of the series. Um, good top five, good, good notes. So – let's talk a little bit of news all right um so i have there there were some interviews everyone um the first uh article that i 
looked at was an L.A. Times interview, and that is with Michael C. Hall himself. Um, so it's kind of a, a back and forth kind of um, interview that they're, that they're doing. And it starts off with Michael C. Hall. He says, some people will have predicted it and some will be shocked by it, he said. Uh, some people will accept it. Some people will reject it. I think it will be difficult for people to grapple with his fate, given that he is someone that they have spent a lot of time with and have a lot of affection for, at least in some cases. Um, while the ending may be jarring for many fans, Hall, Michael C. Hall, is pleased. He says, the way the season concludes is the one that resonates with me. It feels justifiable. As upsetting as it may be, I hope audiences will appreciate the resonance of Dexter dying this way at the hands of his son. He added, People moaned about an ending that was admittedly open-ended and without any sense of closure. He flashed a Dexter-like smile. I guess you have to be careful what you wish for. Um, He says, I don't know of any other show in the history of television that gets a do-over of a finale, uh, said Phillips. This is coming from Clyde Phillips, who developed the uh, the reboot and reprised his role as executive producer and showrunner. He continues, I think the audience is going to be surprised. Hardcore fans are going to be disappointed that he's gone, but the smart hardcore fans are going to understand that this was inevitable. Out of the desire not to get caught, Dexter kills someone that in no way fits the code, Michael C. Hall says, and it's someone that that his son, whom he loves above all others, revered. In that moment, Dexter apologizes to another human being for all that he's done to that person and experiences a sense of connection to a person he's never experienced before. It's like, I'm having a full experience of being a human being now, and could you please kill me because it's unbearable? That just, like, (laughs) speaks to me. Does that just kind of get to you? Um, For sure. He goes on. He says, playing Dexter all these years was a kick. It was an experience I've never had before and can't imagine ever having again. But the desire for closure had to do with wanting to move on. Ever since the series proper ended, I would be asked periodically in interviews or on the street, are you going to do more Dexter? Please bring him back. What's up with that ending? I hated the ending. I loved the show. This puts all those hypotheticals to bed. I'm not uh, operating under the illusion that with the end of the show, no one will think of me as Dexter anymore, but this calms that noise. I love it. I love it. That's good. I do notice in there that Michael C. Hall even said a real, like, end. Yes. To where he's not expecting anything more after At least not from Dexter. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I loved that. And it makes me happy knowing that because Michael C. Hall has said many times that Dexter is a very, um, like he feels a very close connection to Dexter. That's a precious character for him, right? Um, and he 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 was ready to jump right in and resume that role when they asked him to come back for New Blood. Um, I was kind of thinking, my God, are they really going to get him back after all these years? He was enthusiastic about coming back because he he loves this character, and if he is satisfied, um, that's enough for me. That's what matters to me. Um, There was an interview um, with um, Clyde Phillips from Deadline. Um, Folks may not like what he has to say, but (laughs) here's here's that interview. Uh, First question, they said, did Dexter have to die at the end of New Blood or did you have other ideas? 
Clyde Phillips says, yes, we knew this had to happen. And I think it had to happen for the audience as much for the character. To see him get caught time and time again and get out of it at a time and time again is a disservice to the audience. And I think there's a certain truth in the storytelling, in authenticity in the storytelling. So early on when I went to go and speak with Michael, it was about two and a half years ago, and I told him my ideas. And we met after I received a call from Showtime. um, And Michael gave me a big hug and said, I'm in. He knew how this would end. Um, they said, how do you feel uh, New Blood completed Dexter's story? And he says, how often does a show get to do a second finale? I think the answer is never. With the bad taste that the original finale left in everybody's mouth, we had this rare opportunity to redeem the show and give the audience the respect it deserves, the authenticity it deserves, and the gratitude for sticking with us. The numbers have been exploding for Showtime. I think we're their number one asset. I'm so humbled by that. Um, side note, I checked, um, I haven't looked at the numbers, but they said that like the Dexter finale blew records, I'm guessing. Um, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, I'm yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Um, next question they ask, knowing how strongly fans feel about the series, there will be some who will hate the finality that Dexter's death will bring. What do you say to that? He said, well, it's interesting. You should know that I lurk a lot on social media. Maybe I have too much time on my hands, um, but everyone has a different sort of opinion. Some people say the end of season eight was great. Some people said it's the worst thing they've ever seen. Some people have guessed exactly what's going to happen. Some people think that Harrison isn't really Harrison and that the person we see killed the real Harrison. Some people think Harrison killed Hannah. There's got to be, I think I said that one time, (laughs) um, there's got to be a panoply of opinions. So I just can't take it personally. We're ready for anything. Boy, I hope he is because he's getting it mm-hmm. right now. Um, they say in the finale, Dexter is shot by Harrison and he's bleeding out, but the viewer doesn't see that he's definitely dead. Can you confirm? So there is no doubt left. Clyde Phillips says, I have three words for you. Dexter is dead. I wouldn't do that to the audience. It would be dishonest. Here, there's no question that this is the finale of Dexter. Dexter is dead. Um. They ask, Harrison shared parts of his life in New Blood, but there's still so much we don't know about him. Do you want to tell more of it in a continuation? He said, as I mentioned, this this show is a huge asset. When people start binging this after the finale, I'm confident the numbers will continue to go up. It's up to Showtime to make the call to me if they they want more. If they ask me um, if I'd like to make a a continuation of this, I would say yes. I have a lot of things going on, but I would drop everything for this and say yes in a second. So... um, Huh. Yeah, yeah I don't I'm know. Not... <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not open to that. I'd have to have enough faith in him to be able to do it. I. It's not that I don't have faith in him. It's just I don't. I don't think there needs to be any more. We talked about that earlier. I. I think that this is the perfect it, it ending for that story. And even Harrison's story, I think it should be the end of at least anything that would be entertaining enough for us to watch. Because, like I said, I kind of joke, but I really meant it. Like. For my my desire for this fictional character in this universe that doesn't exist is I want him to have a boring, normal life after this. I don't want him to to go on and deal with a bunch of crazy stuff that would make a fun right. TV show. He, he he needs this seemed like a good ending from this for sure. Um, yeah, and he he kind of talks a little bit about some of that. They ask, they said Harrison helps Dexter realize he's become the evil that he wanted to rid the world of. How does that help Dexter accept his fate? He said, yes, Uh, he helps him see that he's a villain. 
When Harrison yells at Dexter and tells him, open your eyes and see what you've done, he has those flashbacks of all the innocent people who died because of him, like Dokes, Deb, LaGuerta, people who, if Dexter wasn't who he was, would still be alive. He's talking to an addict, basically. Harrison could have done a number of things, and Dexter was either going to get shot in the front or the back. Um, When Dexter says, I've never felt real love until now, that's a huge breakthrough. Remember when he tells Deb in the second season that if he were capable of love, she would be the one. But now he is capable of love. She was his stepsister. This is his son. It's a real awakening for him. It gives Harrison permission, and he tells him where to shoot him. And with his dying breath after he shot, he says, you did good. It's absolution for what Harrison's done. Oh, yeah, that was hard when Dexter was Mm. dying. And he said, you did good. Oh, my God. I can't. Yeah can't let's move on because i'm rima's gonna start crying again but that's it that's all that i have there's um a lot of articles out there if if you guys want to go look for more they essentially say the same thing um so i i feel good about you know where this took us um Mm -hmm. okay so next we have um our feedback um so if you want to take that first one for me. All right. We've got lots of feedback this week. And obviously, yeah, I, I can't I wait that to hear. It's, it's kind of a huge finale. And so, yeah, we're going a little long today. It's but worth you know it. What? We had so much to say. And then you guys had so much to say that we want to make sure to, to honor that. And, yes. and read and play and all, all of that. So this first one is from Jason Kabasi. The uh, father <laughs> himself, our good friend, <laughs> says, oh, man, what a punch to the gut this episode was. Even though I thought the show might go there, it still hurt. I've always had complicated feelings about Dexter. It never set right with me that the show wanted us to sympathize with a serial killer, even though it is probably true that Dexter indirectly saved many innocent lives. Setting all those complicated feelings aside, I can't deny that I felt really attached to the character of Dexter. A lot of that can be chalked up to the way Michael C. Hall played him. I loved his subtle, restrained, hilarious performance. He made Dexter seem like the kind of guy you might not notice at first, but if you got to know him, you'd love him. Well, at least until you got to know him (laughs) really well. My logical brain says Dexter probably deserved to die, but it still hurts. Goodbye, (laughs) Goodbye, Dexter. You were a very neat monster. Oh, that was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know uh, Jason's always a longtime fan of of Dexter as well. I'm sure that, that was painful. Like it was for many of us. Um, Steve Brown says, I'm not sure how I feel about the ending. I didn't mention my disappointment that we got so little of uh, Batista. Sorry, I'm tongue-tied. I understand the information was necessary. I would have loved to have seen him and Dexter reunite. This one's from Jason Erdman. says, once Dexter snapped Logan's neck, game over. Broke the code. There was no talking his way out of that one. Not sure what made Dexter act so irrationally when he actually seemed to have the situation under control. Perhaps the fact that Batista was on his way. Yep, Dexter's past finally caught up to him, and even though the ending with Harrison could be seen coming a mile away, it was so effective. When Dexter said he finally felt love for the first time, just as Harrison was about to pull the trigger, wow, the waterworks came rolling down the eyes. Rest in peace, Dexter Morgan. This was an excellent season and a worthwhile journey in closing the book on Dexter. Thank you, Strange Indeed, for covering this season with delightful and uncanny insight. Thank uh, you. It's very nice of you. Yeah. 
Waterworks. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, if I mispronounce this next name, I apologize. Um, I'm not great with pronunciations. Is it Tiffany DeBalt? Um, feel free to write in and correct me. I apologize if that's not right. Yeah. Um, she says, uh, should have been Deb killing Dexter in the original finale, so Harrison doing it was logical. The final scene seems to imply that Harrison doesn't have the same urges as his dad, but wouldn't mind another series with Michael C. Hall playing the dark passenger to Harrison this time. This extra season went too quick, as it always, um, as it is always with the good things. Can't wait to listen to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for um, sticking around, and I've, you know, I've seen your contributions around our page and Podcastica, and uh, we appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. This one comes from Alma Contreras. says, I'm speechless and in tears. I really don't think it could have ended any other way. What a great series. So sad that my boy Dexter is truly gone for good. Can't wait to hear y'all's thoughts, but if I know Rima, she is just as distraught as I am right now. <laughs> yes. I can concur. I, I can I can uh, say for a fact as I'm looking at her throughout this recording. Poor yeah, poor yeah. Paige <laughs> has had to put up with with me and, and my tears. Um not just with this show, but many others. Yeah. Immediately he's like, Are you okay? Yeah, I have cried on podcasts I before. I think this one I know there's been a time, I think, while reading a like speech or something from somebody or I'm sure it's Yeah. Happened. I'm just like, whatever. I just give into it now. I, I, I try to yeah. um, save the audience a little bit, um, but it happens. Maureen Favo says, RIP Dexter. So glad we knew you and got to see the world through your eyes, but also glad Harrison called you out for what you knew you were, but found many ways to convince yourself you were righteous. As much as we wish Angela could let Dexter off the hook once he had killed in her jurisdiction, there was absolutely no way Angela wouldn't take him down. Uh, four murders and an attempted murder. Two questions. What exactly killed Logan? Do you think the force of Logan's revolver kick was enough to break his neck while in Dexter's hold? Or did the bullet ricochet? Or did Dexter decide bullets too dangerous and killed him? Um, I mean, I Dexter took him out. It wasn't a ricochet. Um, mm-hmm. He either crushed his larynx or broke his neck. Um, number two. Did Harrison's flashback to White Deer mean he saw it? If so, when? That deer was killed prior to Harrison's arrival. Well, yeah, so did we. Um, Harrison didn't show up until, like, after the fact. So that was a bit of a surprising... I I, I think, to me, I need to go back and rewatch. I did not have time to go back and rewatch that first episode, but I'm pretty sure it was after that. We didn't Mm -hmm. know that Harrison was in town that early on when Dexter was out there looking at the deer. So, Yeah. Um, she goes on, love the fact that they didn't feel the need to explain where Dexter's code failed over time and just dismantled, just dismantled it with a child's questions. Yeah, they didn't have, they showed us mm-hmm. where it failed. They didn't have to call it. I mean, they, they, they called it out with, um, in a subtle way, but yep, it was there. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. This comes from Doug Fick. He says, after finding out that Strange Indeed was going to cover the reboot, I began a quest this past fall to watch the series in its entirety. What a journey it has been, and last night it sadly ended. I love the original series and liked the reboot, but as it went on, I agree how they ended it. I agree on how they ended it for good. There was not much new territory to explore other than Harrison, the Harrison angle. When he first arrives, he had a chip on his shoulder, which I could not quite understand after being reunited with his father after 10 years. 
He was as unlikable as Gabe. Lucky, <laughs> don't get me started. For eight episodes. But after he res- he was rescued by Kurt and Dexter could open up to him. Or he was rescued. After- yeah. It sounds weird the way you said it. Rescued by Kurt, but rescued from Kurt. And uh, Dexter mm-hmm. could open up to him. There you go. I'll get there. <laughs> I've been talking a lot. Uh, so he became more sympathetic. And once he had to go outside when Kurt was killed, you knew he was not the same as Dexter. As in the original, Deb is the MVP with her one-liners, but I thought they used her less and less as the season went on. But making her Dexter's conscious was a great move. I believe, or conscience. Again, I can't speak today. <laughs> After this long. Okay. She says, uh, I believe in the original, Dexter never killed any innocents. Even Dokes had done some bad shit. But killing Logan did not make sense. Since Dexter told Angela about Kurt's underground lair and he floated the Kurt set me up possibility. One would have thought that after solving her obsession case on his tip, she might just let Dexter go. He leaves town and voila, season two. But a season two of Dexter and Harrison as the father-son code killers makes little sense. I really liked the Batista cameos and he was on his way there, but they never showed him in town. Would have been cool to see a few more characters from the original. A Dexter-Batista reunion would have been cool. For a second there, I thought Dexter might disarm Harrison and kill him as he was always about safe self-preservation, but he had no way out of this time. As he passed away, it would have been cool to see Deb at his side welcoming him to wherever. Then Harrison takes a reunion tour through a town where he has been for a couple months max. In a fugitive's truck, I know, closure. All in all, I was satisfied and Dexter had to pay for his sins. A great 100-plus episode endeavor and time well spent in my opinion. Hope all is well with you guys and all the Indeeders. Oh, definitely time well spent. I'm so glad that you went back and and watched um, for the first time. I am jealous that, you know, of of someone's first watch of Dexter. So good. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Doug. It's really good to hear from you again. Sherry Morford says, that was definitely a much better ending to Dexter's story than we had before. Mm -hmm. I agree. Derek O'Neill says, I don't know what to say other than I absolutely love this episode. I was on the edge of my seat throughout. I knew it had to end. I knew how it had to end, and it felt like the perfect way to close out an excellent story. Thanks, Paik and Rima, for a great companion podcast. I'm really looking forward to your final thoughts from Dexter's Kill. Thank you, Derek. Derek has been so supportive um, throughout our coverage mm-hmm. and has really like promoted and you know, let people know about the podcast and that we were covering this and has always been a really great cheerleader for us. Thank you, Derek, so much. Yeah, um, so. yeah I love you, love man. You, Derek. Really yes. appreciate that. Derek has some great podcasts of his own that everyone should definitely check out. Yes. Um, Robin Price Daly says, I loved every single second. And while the entire season was pretty predictable, yet still gripping, I did not see that ending coming at all. Oh, man, that had to be rough if you didn't see it coming. <laughs> Yeah. It was rough when we knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. When I figured that's where we were going, I still cried a lot. I shocked. So. I was jumped and had all kinds of reactions. I'm a bit of a drama queen, though. So that's, you know, that's mm-hmm. me. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate your thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got a couple of emails. So I'll read the first one from my Run for Your Lives co-host, good Daphne. friend Daphne. She says, Hi, Rima and Paik. I finished the Dexter finale today and wanted to send in some thoughts about the finale and the season as a whole. When the season started, I was hopeful that Dexter might survive, but I think since Harrison arrived, it was going in this direction. I don't think they were ever meant to be a father-son duo of vigilantes 
although they did get that one bonding moment with Kurt. I originally thought that they were very similar, mostly due to Harrison being so mysterious. In the end, you can see that Harrison didn't want to move to L.A. to carry on the family business. He wanted a normal life, which is what he was finally starting to have. Although the ending wasn't perfect, I think it was closer to being true to the character and the show. It closed the chapter of Dexter Morgan, and we as the audience got much better closure than we did with the dreadful series finale in 2013. Harrison was able to get some answers, and in the end realized his father crossed a few lines when the blood of innocence was shed, like Logan. I appreciate the flashbacks that Dexter saw when he saw the faces of those who had died indirectly because of decisions he made. I'm sad that when Harrison killed his father, it meant sacrificing his chance to continue his normal life in Iron Lake with Audrey. The best part of the series has been seeing Michael C. Hall bring Dexter to life again, and Jack Alcott's stellar portrayal of Harrison. Plus, Clancy Brown plays creepy so well. Check out HBO's 2003 series Carnival for more of this. The season as a whole was really fantastic, and although the finale wasn't quite up to the rest of the season, I still think it was solid, and I am much happier with this ending. Thank you both for your awesome coverage. Looking forward to learning what you'll be covering Aww. next. Thanks, Daphne. Yeah, um, we've said it repeatedly, but, you know, Daphne mentions it again here. Um, you know, the best part was seeing Michael Hall bring Dexter back. I don't know how excited I've ever been for anything in my life than when they announced this and that Michael, Michael C. Hall was coming back. I mean, yes, 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 100% yes. Um, and yeah, all, uh, yeah, in because he, he just, God, it's magic. And he's brilliant and he deserves all the awards. Yeah. Thanks, Daphne. Appreciate that. Uh, got an email from Fran. She says, wow, still can't believe it. Watched it after midnight when it dropped on Showtime. Couldn't wait. Second watch on Sunday was even more impacting. So sad, so doomed. I never liked that kid. Sins of the father, the rule of the code caused him to break it. Don't get caught, uh, took precedence over not killing an innocent person. Dexter's primary mistake, I think, with his son was figuring Harrison's dark passenger was the same as his own. Kids will focus on har or... Kids will focus on hard on hypocrisy in their parents or parental figures. Harrison had three father figures, Dexter, Kurt, and the coach. Kurt was revealed as to the monster he truly was and was eliminated, but Harrison cl clearly saw the justification of that. The coach as a father figure was showing Harrison the possibility of a future with a normal life, which is what he always hungered for more than anything. So when Dexter killed the coach, he ruined that for Harrison, leaving him nothing but life on the run, which ironically is what the chief gave him anyway, but only because she saw him as an innocent who was justified in killing um, Dexter, his own father, and she was willing to take the responsibility for Dexter's death. Dexter's dark passenger in the form of his sister pushed him over the edge in the jail cell. He could have just rendered Coach unconscious and taken the keys, but desperation leads to desperate acts. He didn't count on Coach being a brave, honest cop. Chief's confrontation with Dexter and the evidence, once she told him of Batista and his imminent arrival to the town, sealed it. He still might have been able to explain his way through as to why he faked his death and using Kurt as an excuse for Matt, but his action with the coach ended that way out. Then again, Batista had LaGuardia's file. They might have been able to keep pinning him with that evidence. Open your eyes, look at what you've done. Season one, um, with um, that was... Dexter to the choir master victim. Um, Dexter in his own kill room, so surreal. The music for the episode was outstanding, really hit the mark. Um, Hall's facial expressions, wow, amazing. Hey, I agree. Will Harrison regret what he did? Will it scar him further? New show with Harrison? 
name is so formal. I like H for a title persona. It's what Kurt called him. We'll see what they do. It's been an awesome ride. What will you guys be doing next? Kind of hard to move on from this one, right? Still, we'll be looking forward. Blessings, Fran in New York. Thank you, Fran. Awesome. Really Thank great you. thoughts there. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of voicemail as well. So we're going to we're going to get through <laughs> those. Um, so we did get an email from Sean. I'm really anxious to see, uh, you know, I know Sean loves this character and show as much as what I do. So I'm curious to see what he has to say. Hey, Rima Peg, it's me, Sean, and I am. Uh, oh, so I pulled a Rima and I was up till midnight Saturday night. And I had to watch the finale and I was going to give you my thoughts right at the end of it. But, um, I was a little, I always feel bad when shows end cause I, I feel like sometimes it, it, you just don't really know how to digest it. And I, I wasn't super satisfied with it, uh, right after it finished. Uh, but I kind of sat, thought about it and I think there is some, some logic to what happened. So I, I won't go into to some detail of what happened because I mean you guys are going to do all that, but you know when we get to this end scene, kind of the the end of it, um, you know the one thing I felt kind of was out of character was Dexter killing Logan, um, or the coach. I think it's Coach Logan. Um, I felt like that was kind of like I I was really hoping that'd be like a dream or something in his head, and the comparison I really had to that is you know we've seen Dexter kind of get you know behind the eight ball. But this really kind of reminded me of what was going on with Kurt. You know, when Kurt knew that his time was up and he was caught, he kind of went into a frenzy. And I feel like this was what Dexter was going through, right? He was acting irrational. He was trying to do all he could to get away. And at the end, when we see Harrison, you know, cock the gun and tell him to turn himself in, and um, they kind of have that interaction. It's like, well, you know, it seemed like it was coming to the conclusion the only way for this to end was for, for Dexter to die. And you kind of see a lot of that in the letter too. Like he had hoped that with that hurricane that he would have died because I think in his mind too, and even in this moment, him being alive is what's going to hurt Harrison the most. And you think about like, why wouldn't he turn himself in? Well, if he turns himself in, then the Matt thing's going to come up. The Bay Harbor butcher thing's going to come up. They're probably going to figure out Kurt as part of this. And all that's going to kind of be pinned to Harrison. Um, he, he, him leaving town too is like, I'm kind of curious about that. Like, are we, you know, I think we think that Harrison's going to be kind of happily ever after, or at least on a better path. But, you know, we kind of thought that maybe at the end of the, the first run too. But, um, so the thing about that, like, it, it's definitely, you know, Dexter, you know, Harrison really wasn't like Dexter. He thought he did, but he, he just wanted to be like his dad. He was looking up to his dad kind of thing. And this was in Dexter's mind the only way to kind of free Harrison of the sins of, of him, the sins of his father, if you will. Um, so I'm kind of warmed up to it. Um, everything, like, I love that it kicked right into him getting arrested, and there's not a lot of action except towards the end. Um, I kind of wish there was a little bit more with Batista. Um, when uh, when she's sitting there on her car, and all of a sudden she's like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, what's going on? And she remembered, like, oh, wait, this is Dexter Morgan, and I know somebody that knows Dexter Morgan. And I kind of wanted to see that play out a little bit more. Um, I know you guys have talked about 12 episode season and maybe if they did that, you would kind of get a little bit more of it. Um, but I guess I, if I had to say, I liked how it ended. Um, I don't know if I loved it. I definitely want to sit and 
kind of mull it over a little bit more and kind of hear what you guys have to say. So, um, love what you guys have done all season. Um, so sad to see Dexter go. Um, but you know, maybe, maybe we'll get a new season. Maybe he's not really dead. Right. That's always the thought. <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. <laughs> I think Clyde Phillips might have something to say about that. Um, yeah. Thank you, Sean, so much. Um, really appreciate hearing from you. Yeah, it's a rough one. Uh, another voice message we have is from our good friend, Anwen. See what she has to say. Yay. Hi, Rima and Pake. It's Anwen here. Uh, well, I guess it's done. <laughs> Oh my god, I was so looking forward to this episode. I was so excited that I felt kind of nervous all day waiting to watch it. And I, I actually loved it. Um, I had I had a feeling it would sort of end how it did. I was very worried that when Angela went into the vault that it would be cleared out and there'd be this awful mystery about who did it and that might lead to another season. And I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so I was really relieved that the bodies were all there and Angela got closure on Kurt and Iris. Ever since Dexter told Harrison who he was, I could sense the difference between them. Um, Harrison really focused on all the people that Dexter was helping or saving when he kills, but it seems like that's just a trivial side effect for Dexter. I think Harrison is a really good-hearted kid, and he's got morals. He just happens to have dark urges. But Dexter's a true killer, and he proved it again with Logan. When he was in the cell and you could sort of tell what he was going to do, I yelled out, don't do it! But I knew he had to kill Logan in order to escape. First rule, don't get caught. And he knew that he would go down for good with that A-team of Ange and Angel on the case. It was really heartbreaking at the end watching Harrison shoot Dexter and then Deb slipping her hand out of his. And I I love that Ange just let Harrison go. I do think they could have easily claimed self-defence and he could have stayed living in the town, but Harrison took that chance to hit the road. Um, I thought he was such an interesting character and a really great actor. I can see how they would easily do a spin-off, but I also like how it ended and that it has ended. Thank you so much for covering, you guys. It's been so much fun to take this crazy ride with you. Bye. Oh, thank you, Anwen. We're happy you were here on this crazy ride with us. Yeah. All right. Also have another voice message. This one is from Rebecca. Hey, Raymond Paik. This is Rebecca from Houston. Um, first time calling in. Um, I just got to say that Dexter is just such a great show. This new blood just reignited my love for Dexter. Um, I actually only got on the original Dexter bandwagon maybe a couple years ago. I was on maternity leave with my second baby, and that's what I chose to watch while I was at home nursing and doing all the newborn mom stuff. So (laughs) goes to show... um, just stuff that I like. Anywho, I am just devastated by this ending. Um, I know Dexter is a serial killer and we we wanted to root for him, but then we didn't. It was just really tough um, to see him go. But yeah, there was just no other plausible way for him to get away from all that. Um, it was heartbreaking that Harrison felt like he was the one that had to kill Dexter aka his dad 
And now Harrison has to live with that. Um, you know, first he had the sense of, or the issues with the abandonment when, you know, Dexter left him with Hannah for 10 years. Um, <clears throat> and now they have this short time together and Harrison feels like his dad needs to go. And it was just, unfortunately, by, I think just Dexter just got too excited about Harrison possibly being like him that he got sloppy um he got too antsy he got too excited and uh you know maybe if he hadn't killed logan um it wouldn't have gone this way but unfortunately dexter is a killer at heart and the code kept him in line for so long and he just deviated he was just too excited uh, I think about Harrison being like him, that he just wasn't thinking clearly. Um, but then his last line of how he'd never known love, real love until that point, it just broke me. It broke me. It was a sobbing mess um, for a while. Um, the acting was so great. The actor that played um, Harrison, just how he conveyed so many emotions and could convey that, convey that inner turmoil um, it was just so awesome to watch. Um, you know, Chief, Chief, oh, Chief Bishop, I mean, badass cop lady, loved her. I mean, essentially, yeah, she's the one that took down Dexter in a sense, but I mean, she was, she was awesome. She was doing her job very well. Um, so we can't blame her for that. Um... Yeah, I just love the show, reignited my love for Dexter. Now I feel like I got to go all the way back to the beginning um, and watch everything all over again. Um, loved hearing you guys talk about it. Um, I tried to catch up on the shows, but I wasn't going to be able to get it in time. So I listened to um, the one from last week. Um, <clears throat> and um, hopefully I get to submit this in time for the podcast. So. I'm so looking forward to what you guys have to say. See if you're just as heartbroken as I am or sad. I don't know. I felt heartbroken, sad, angry, all the above. So many emotions. Um, I'm just so curious to see what Harrison's going to be like going forward, you know? Is he still going to have his dark passenger or was his inner, inner turmoil just not knowing about his dad? And maybe now that he's had closure with his dad, maybe he can move on. Who knows? Um, anyway, I'm still looking forward to hearing from you guys. And um, have a good one. Bye. Thank you, Rebecca. First time yeah, submission. Really great to hear from you. Um, yep, I think we share a lot of the same feelings. I'll say that. All right, so we have another voice message from our friend, Mark. Hey, Reman Paik, Mark here. Just want to leave you feedback for Dexter New Blood, the final episode. And oh my God, wow, that was an amazing episode. And a lot came true to what I thought might happen. And it was, and it's so sad because we don't have it. Dexter anymore. I thought we would get more Batista, but we only got another cameo. But we also got what I thought would happen, which would be Harrison, which was like I was on the other side. You know, it's like, okay, uh, does he train Harrison? He continues to 
live and do this? Or does he become Harrison's dark passenger kind of motif like Deborah was or Harry was? But apparently that is not the case. We do actually get Harrison killing Dexter. And oh my god, that was so heart-wrenching and riveting. I, uh, I'm like shocked (laughs) i'm shocked uh but i really enjoyed it uh they handled it well i think the uh showrunner who i'm forgetting his name but um the original showrunner did very well at wrapping up a lot of things and i thought it at the very end at a second watch thinking okay great he gave us exactly what we needed at the very end dexter dying but dying by the hands of his own son. And I don't think Harrison ever really had his own really dark passenger. I think Harrison had his own issues and didn't know how to handle them, like he stated at his ending speech, saying, it's all about you, Dad. It was you from the get-go. And wow. And the the way they were able to tell it... uh, the podcaster still being involved regardless of her being dead. Oh, amazing. I loved it. But I I would love to hear your thoughts because you guys are going to go in deep dives and I just want to send you something really quick and saying, I love what you were doing with the podcast. I'm hoping that we get something, but I don't think we are. I think they literally wrapped up Dexter as it was. If they do something next, it might be a Harrison thing, but I highly doubt it. But uh, I just wanted to let you guys know I I love the podcast, your deep dives, what you're doing, and I will continue to listen to everything that you guys have done. Not like I haven't, uh, like I stopped or anything, but I'm going to continue listening. But you guys were great. And uh, yeah, it's so sad to let Dexter Morgan go, but awesome. Yeah. Shed a tear for Dexter. (laughs) All right. Continue on with your podcast. I know you guys have probably a ton of feedback. Thank you. You are correct, Mark. And thank you for the high praise. Mm -hmm. Appreciate that. Thank you for your loyalty. Yeah. Checks in the mail. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That was really great. (laughs) We don't do checks anymore. It's Venmo. (laughs) Venmo, you're right after we wrap. (laughs) <laughs> that was great. Really appreciate that. All right. Final voice message of the night. We can't close the show um, without um, a voice message from our good friend, Steve. Let's see what he thought of the finale. Hey, Raymond Pake, it's Steve. And I just started watching uh, Dexter Sins of the Father, the finale episode. And I was going to wait and watch it once and then live Steve it. But I think I'm going to uh, try to record it as I go with this first viewing. Okay, and I'm at the part where I think Angela just found the other pen. I agree with you, Peg. I think you were the one who brought up the fact that we're, why was this quick turnaround with Angela and her daughter from Dexter and Harrison? Oh, that was quick. I was wondering why she wasn't taking a drink. She's going to arrest him. It's got to be more than the pen because he can just explain away the pen by saying that Kurt paid some guy to give gave it to Harrison to give it to him. Is his middle name Dexter? Dexter, Dexter, Morgan. I love when we hear his thoughts mixed with his verbal, like the whole yes, no. So he just frisked Harrison before letting him in the room with Dexter, but I never saw him frisk Dexter. Dexter, And obviously Harrison doesn't have the switch, the, the razor anymore, right? Hey, we got Batiste back. 
We're nice and we get the old familiar Dexter theme music as well. Here's where Dexter should say the Bay Harbor Butcher used M95, not ketamine. Oh, this is not right, Dexter, attacking Logan. This is not going to help your cause at all. Did Dexter break his, I guess he broke his neck? This is really happening. This is not a hallucination. Well, at least Angela now knows the truth about Kurt. She's seeing all the trophies. Okay, this is not going to be good because, yeah, this conversation between him and Harrison, Coach is a good person and he killed Coach. Is that Harrison's gun there in the snow? Oh, is he going to shoot Dexter? Uh-huh, that was his rifle back there. Oh, he just saw the flashes of all the people that have died because of him. Well, I don't think Lundy's death was necessarily because of him. Well, maybe it was. thought for a second that maybe the shot came from somewhere else, like behind Harrison, but no, I guess it was Harrison that shot him. She's just going to send him away, not even try to, like, call it self-defense or anything. Just send him away. She's going to claim that she shot Dexter, but yet, even if it's through and through, it's going to clearly be a rifle injury, not a pistol. I don't understand this ending. Okay, I don't know how I feel about this ending. It's still going, though. Maybe there's more with Harrison driving. I don't know. Talk to you later. Thank you, Steve. I hope... um Hope if you listen to us that hopefully it clears it up. Um, I think it was Angela that was going to put her own prints on the gun and probably, I would assume, claim self-defense. Yeah. Again, yeah, I mentioned it. Cause I like, <laughs> she'll have to get creative with why she's using Harrison's rifle and not her police-issued handgun, but yeah, she'll figure something out, I guess. <laughs> Well, she got that handy-dandy notebook that, or book that Dexter gave her for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she'll pull something out of there for <laughs> to cover it up. Um, wow. Uh, the feedback this week and, and throughout our coverage of Dexter has been just outstanding. Thank you yeah. guys so much um, for um, sharing your passion and love for Dexter and the show with us sharing your thoughts about the season with us. Um, I've enjoyed this thoroughly. Yeah. I was so thrilled that Pake and I have mentioned many times how honored we were and felt privileged to be able to cover like a live or like, uh, like ongoing episode or a season, right? Not like the old episodes yeah. that there was like a, a new season to cover. Um, and we were so happy that you guys were with us on this journey. Um, and thank you for everyone, for all the kind words about the podcast. Um, you know, we're here because of you guys. Um, so yeah. thank you. Really appreciate that. Um, as we, this week, uh, say goodbye, um, to Dexter Morgan. Um, so a lot of people have kind of mentioned what's next. <laughs> well, we don't know mm-hmm. because that's the theme that Rima carries on this podcast. <laughs> not quite knowing what we're doing. Um, we, we've mentioned before that um, there's going to be a little bit of a break. We, we are going to take, I, I think, a few weeks um, hiatus. We have worked uh, tirelessly uh, for a couple of months now um, with doing multiple shows here on Strange Indeed and not just on Strange Indeed. Pake has also been um, podcasting on Run For Your Lives. Um, I've guessed it on a few here and there covering, a, you know, a few and we, we've we've done some extra work mm-hmm. and I think... I mean, um, you've been double duty to... with Cobra Kai the past couple weeks so... Yes. Um, yeah, the last two weeks I've also had Cobra Kai um, as well. So there, there's been a lot of activity um, the last 
couple of months, and um, I I think we're going to take a little bit of a step back um, because we've been so busy. Um, and also, um, give me some time to mourn. <laughs> Honestly, I I need to just take a step back. This was a really heavy uh, series, and um, it was difficult. Um, so it'll it'll do me good to kind of take a little bit of a step back and reflect on on this series, um, just not from a podcasting perspective, but from like a personal perspective. Um, so I'm not sure what we're going to cover next. If 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 anyone has something interesting that they would like to hear from us, I'm open to um, suggestions. So feel free to write on our Facebook page, send me a message, send a message to our page, reach out to us on Twitter, email me, um, whatever floats your boat. Um, you know, if you want to reach out and let us know. Um, you know, what you'd like to see us cover. Um, we're, we are tossing around the possibility of maybe covering new season three. Yeah. Because we did talk about that. That came along while we were covering a lot of other shows at once. And that kind of had to take um, a back seat so we could focus on other shows. Um, I feel we probably will cover that at some time. If that's something that you want us to see um, move on to next, let us know if you have ideas for something else. Yeah. But for now, we're going to take a little pause for a week or two. Yeah. So just follow all social media and stuff we will be giving those in just a second and then yeah Mm -hmm. if you're following us where you're at wherever we're at then keep an eye out and you'll know as soon as we're doing something else again soon yeah we'll we'll be putting it out there so but thank you everyone appreciate it appreciate for your interest uh, we are excited that you followed us to the Kill Room, um, but we ask that you also follow us on Twitter at StrangeTCast. And you can like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash StrangerTCast. You can email us at StrangerThingsCastPod at gmail.com. And you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at Podcastica.com. Go out and leave a review for Strange Indeed on Apple Podcasts. A lot of great podcasts happening on Podcastica. Um, House Podcastica... Uh, for example, um, covering the book of Boba Fett. Um, we are covering Cobra Kai and, of course, Yellow Jackets, um, a show that also shares some space on Showtime with our beloved Dexter. Um, I believe this Sunday is the finale for that show. Yeah, it is. So they're going to be wrapping up their coverage on that. Um, you should definitely check out the show. You should definitely check out the podcast. Um, they're doing really great work over there. And if you want to listen to something a little bit lighter, if maybe the dark stuff isn't your thing, um, go listen to Cooper Kai. Yes. Watch that show and listen. That it's that show is so, so much good. fun. <laughs> yeah, so good, so fun. We're covering two episodes um, per show um, that, that we're covering. So that's been a lot of fun. So great to be back with Rich and Jason covering that. Um, so yeah, I be like sure it. to check out I like them. That when you cover that show. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Never get tired of the Terry right. Silver impressions. So, um, and speaking of great podcasts, um, you should definitely check out Pake and Daphne and their podcast called Run for Your Lives. Anything yeah. to tease for us this week, Pake? Absolutely. This week, I am super excited. Uh, people definitely check it out. Me and Daphne got to cover easily top three movies of the year last year for both of us. I think I can speak for her on that. Maybe, well, I don't know. But I know for me, I can speak for sure that's where it's at. Uh, but I know she loved it as well. But we are uh, traveling backwards to the 60s, even though it's a newer movie, in London, where a hauntingly beautiful past becomes a little more literally haunted. Uh, it is hmm. the Edgar Wright's latest masterpiece, Last Night in Soho. Oh, damn. It is... Uh, 
I love Edgar Wright. I'm just such an Edgar Wright fanboy. Anything he does, I absolutely adore. Yeah, this agreed. latest movie, no exception. It was incredible, and so yeah, you already know how I feel about it. But <laughs> definitely mm-hmm. check that movie out and watch it, and then come listen to me and Daphne break it down this week because we had a blast just talking about a movie we both really, really love from a director we both love. And there's so much to that movie to to unpack that's just really cool. You get to hear us really nerd out on it. <laughs> oh, how fun. And what a good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Yeah, as Excellent. soon as we both saw it in theaters, we were like, um, so we are definitely covering this down the road, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. Definitely doing that one. Good choice. Can't go wrong. Oh, no. But all right. That is our show. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time, I'm Rima. I'm Paige. And Clyde Phillips is strange indeed. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.